Cult Collectibles is the number one site for historical items from the People's Temple, Heaven's Gate, Om Shinrikyo, and many other cults that you never even knew existed. Hundreds of hours of work have gone into curating our collection of unique and one-of-a-kind items from the dark history of these groups. We also have a large selection of true crime memorabilia from such notorious cases as Edmund Kemper, Jeffrey Dahmer, Charles Manson, and many more. We add new items to the site every week and post sales and auctions on our Instagram at Cult Collectibles. So visit us on the web at cultcollectibles.org today. Hey, this is Dave Jackson, director of Catsick Blues and co-host of Show Me Something Wrong. You're listening to Sick on Cinema. And welcome to Sick on Cinema. Why'd you do that? I don't know. <laughs> Nobody saw that. No. I'm sort of popping you, I guess. I am one half of your observer of unidentified following objects, John. Ooh, I'm near the half mat. And we are finally back. Yeah, after you died. Yeah. Again. <laughs> Feels like it's been forever since we've done this. Even though I know it's not been. No, it's not been that long. Which, uh, you know, thank you all for the uh, support and the... Um, feedback of the silas episode yes um, with uh and has it been that long since we've recorded yeah maybe it has been a minute yeah that was a very fun episode we appreciate psychonauta greatly for coming on yes uh he did more than an amazing job yep he added more context than our dumbasses could have even just provided it by ourselves so we're just like That's another inside joke. It's not even an inside joke. It's from um, Courage. Uh, but yeah, so uh, didn't plan for it to be this long. No, meant to have an episode out by late, you know, end of last year, first this year. But uh, well, it's kind of like what happened at the beginning of last year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, or that maybe. Yeah, it was last year. So to just break it down, what happened was uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, we were hanging out watching some All Japan. Pro wrestling, yeah. We uh, no, we went our separate ways. I went to bed. Well, like it was, it was New Year's. Uh, like it was the like the beginning of the new year. Yeah, New Year's Eve, and we uh, we had a little bit of a drink, drink ski, a little drink ski. Not much, it, not really, just a little bit. I was burning up. Yeah, because I, th- I think you're allergic to. I it. might be allergic liquor. to alcohol. Yeah, to be honest with you, it does bad things to me, as we'll find out. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we were watching some all Japan. Had a couple drink skis. I, uh, yeah. Went our separate ways, and then I was like, "Man, I got shit." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Man, I got shit again." <laughs> and yeah. It just kept happening, and then I started feeling queasy. Mm-hmm. I was like, "I just need to get something for my stomach, right?" I didn't so much as get it. 
Like I didn't even take it. Yeah. I just got it in my hand. And I was like, I ain't making it. Nope. <laughs> so I didn't make it to the bathroom. I ran to the trash can and I threw up everything that was inside me. And for and for a little context, when I throw up, it's not just like, Ugh. no, it's literally as though my body is trying to flip itself inside out. <laughs> It's like the 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 Simpson segment where it's like the the, uh, the smoke that turns everybody inside out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, but through John's a, mouth. <laughs> yeah, and I had uh, a Pal's burger that day. Ugh. So that was a very unpleasant vomit. Mm. And uh, yeah, when it was all said and done, tasty. I went to bed. <laughs> yeah, I showered, went to bed because I was a mess. But <laughs> and then you walked in here like, and it was like. 12-ish, something like that. Yeah. yeah. You're I, like, hey, man. I sound like Louis Armstrong. Well, everyone knows what you sounded like yeah, with the video. Post the video. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I am in space <laughs> on the moon. Help. <laughs> um, yeah, John sounded like an absolute fucking car crash for a couple days. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we had to postpone the episode. <laughs> yeah, and we also had an interview planned, which we'll, we'll probably... Can we go ahead and announce that? Oh, yeah, or? it's coming out yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, uh, this Wednesday we will be uploading our interview with Colt Collectibles. Yes, he's back on, and it's actually a very great conversation with him. Yeah. I had a lot of fun doing that. Oh, yeah, it was really fun. Can't wait for y'all to hear it. Um, uh, we were kind of concerned that John would not even be a part of this. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was not going to be on the interview at all, but luckily I made it. Yeah, th- thankfully, like his voice had recovered enough, enough yeah. to do it. It wasn't like the, the other Jonathan Doe one where John... John Sounded pretty rough. Even now, it's like it's still not like a hundred percent back. You can hear a little bit of the raspiness yeah. still, but it's just because, like I said, like literally, like I get what's called like rosier. I think is what it's called, where it's like you break blood vessels yeah. in your face. So I look sunburnt the day after I throw up. Yeah, and that last time I literally blew my eyeball up. Well, your eyeball did blow up this time. Not as bad. No, no, no. <laughs> it didn't require a video. I swear to God, as I'm puking, I have to like I feel like I have to hold my eyes shut, Ugh. or they're gonna go. Out of my head into the trash can. I don't know why that happens to you. It's just like I'm just like <laughs> as I'm puking. Like it's just like my whole entire body just seizes up. Well, mine mine does that too, but it's nowhere near as rough. Like I don't have the blood the bloodshot eyes or it's violent. Yeah, <laughs> my my vomits are violent. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, so uh, I'll, like the probably the <laughs> the. <laughs> The quote unquote, I guess, best puke you had was when you <laughs> you tried to take your pills after eating, and the yeah, everything came back up. Yeah, and we were able to record that week. Yeah, though. yeah. Luckily, that was a, that was a, a nice chill. Yeah, it was a chill version of what could have happened. I wish you, you could like see me just like right after I threw up, oh, because it was it was bad. Yeah, it was. I was a mess. I had just, just tears just streaming oh. down my face. I'm just like. <sighs> It's horrible. I hate throwing up. <laughs> I feel like I was in a, like assaulted. <laughs> yeah, I threw up not that long ago at work. I don't know if it had anything to do with the booze, but I think it did. It's very possible because you might be allergic to at least at least just like hard liquor. hard liquor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm staying away from that shit for a while. I didn't even yeah. have that much. I had like yeah, it's barely a shot. Well, it's funny because like we got it from uh, a friend of ours, Doug. If you're listening, probably not. Probably not. Bastard. <laughs> bastard. Uh, bastard. <laughs> uh, but he was like, oh, here's some liquor. Ha, ha, ha. You know, kind of funny. And we were like, oh, we'll drink it on New Year's. And we drank a little bit of it. And we are like, hey, you know, happy New Year. And it just went to hell in a hand. It wasn't like 10 minutes after I drank it. I was like, man, I'm burning up. I'm so hot. <laughs> yeah, you were like, turn the air conditioning on. I was like, bro, it is cold in here. What are you talking about? 
Like my face got a little warm after I drank it, but like after that, I was fine. I was burning up, dude. I feel like I was on fire. Yeah, like you could, like I could tell. I looked over and you were just beaming sweat. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, you good? And you're like, I don't know, man. I think I'm fucked I don't know. up. Yeah, you're like, I think I'm fucked up. I was like, I'm gone. <laughs> I think I'm going to go to the hospital. <laughs> you did say that, didn't you? I did. <laughs> you're like, I'm going to go to the hospital. <laughs> Dude, I was burning up, man. I was so hot. It was crazy. That's rough, man. Yeah. So I almost wear off liquor for a while, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not until like Frank and Con. <laughs> Even then, I'm going to go easy. I think. Yeah, I know. It's not for me anymore. I like, my stomach was messed up too, not to your extent, but like I was in and out of the bathroom, man. It reminded me like back, like, we need to get to the questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. It reminded me like I used to be really into like hard root beers. Yeah. Like it was like one of the first drinks on like I could think of in the market where it was like a soda, but hard version. And they, they tasted great, but man, every time I would drink one, I'd have to like, I'd drink them at my sister's house usually, and like, I'd have to like <laughs> lay in the floor over top of her vent, yeah. and just have the air blow in my face, because I was just pouring sweat and was just on fire. <laughs> well, I remember that one time we were there, and you had, you, you got like a shot of a Jaeger, I Jaeger, think, which, yeah. and immediately you were like, I gotta get to the floor. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> And you're like, you were laying over the vent. And you're like, I gotta cool down. Yeah, I like I'm, I think I got an allergy to alcohol. I probably shouldn't drink. To be honest, yeah, probably with not. You. <laughs> probably doesn't help that we're both on SSRIs and probably should not be. Uh, I took drinking. my medicine that night too. That may not have helped. It didn't stay in my stomach. No, fuck no, it didn't. But uh, yeah. she went in the trash can. Yeah. So uh, yeah. But hey, we're back. Happy 2024, everybody. Yay. Most of the questions are like Christmas slash New Year's related. So uh, sorry guys. Sorry about that. But hey, we'll answer. Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into this. Questions, comments, and concerns can be sent to sickoncinema at gmail.com. Or you can wait to the week of the episode. We are usually a bi weekly podcast unless I throw up myself to death. Or he gets COVID. Or he gets COVID. <laughs> Which also happened. Which also happened. Um, <laughs> but, so, uh, yeah. And we'll post a lovely little image on our Instagram. I need to start saying that more often. Yeah. And it'll have a lovely little dancing skeletons and says we are taking questions. You can ask in the comment section below. And to all the people who are like, I, I didn't see the dancing skeletons. Turn your brightness up. Turn your brightness up on your phone. <laughs> what are you, what are you blind? <laughs> what are you doing? Jesus. I probably, <laughs> I probably should do a new graphic eventually. Yeah, 2024 it. new graphic. That'd be kind of cool. Maybe maybe we need to get a new graphic in general. New logo. Or, mm, maybe not new logo. No, no, logo no, no. I like our logo. <laughs> yeah. But maybe a new little image for our podcast, except for maybe on Apple that has not updated since like 2020. <laughs> I do worry that her ass is a little sus sometimes. Yeah, I promise we're not Reiki at all. <laughs> a little insider baseball on that. I was signing something recently. Yes. Which we'll talk about that at the end of the episode. Yeah. And I was trying to do a cool little logo, the SOC for Sick on yeah. Sunday. I was like, man, is this too Reiki? <laughs> there was one. I was like, man. <laughs> I was like, man, that one's... How do you draw a cool ass without it looking weird? Uh, you draw the S that people did in high school. <laughs> I do. <laughs> you should have done that. Damn yeah. it. I should have. Yeah. That would took a lot longer, but man, it would have been funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, we just had like <laughs> that S. Just the triple line S. Yeah. Oh, man, that would have been sick. Anyways, I never knew how to draw those <laughs> fuck growing racist. up. But yeah. Yeah, fuck racism. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that goes without saying. I felt yeah. like. I mean, it should. Yeah, it should. But, you know. Anyways, first up. Is McKinley. McKinley. Uh, McKinley. Jimba. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Matt and John, question for you. 
What is y'all's favorite horror franchise? Also, what movie do you think made the horror franchise popular? Hmm. Also, thank you, John, for the Visa card. I got both Prototype Games and Terrifier 2. Hey. Again, a little insider baseball. Uh, Kenley's also family. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's not he's just family, a listener, yeah. but he's a family. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was his Christmas gift, and I'm glad you got that. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Terrifier 2, I actually did watch. You did? Yeah, I watched when you had just gotten COVID. I got COVID. Then I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, well, well, we didn't know you had it until, like, it was like I remember, like, before we get into you know the question and stuff, I'll never fucking forget that because it was like you're like, man, I don't feel great. I was like, oh man, that sucks. We're like, we, I, we literally joked around. I probably we're, have COVID. We're like, what if you got COVID again? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, we were recording the episode as I was getting like, you can like go back and listen to the Mother of Tears. Oh my god, or the Three Mothers episode. It was during Mother of Tears, and you can hear me going full blown COVID. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> <laughs> His the last movie John watched that October was fucking uh, <laughs> video violence too, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> which in a way is on brand. In yeah. another sense, it's a shame. We also watched what was that Mexican slasher we watched that was really good, oh uh, Trumpa Infernal yeah or Hellstrap yeah I really want that to get a release yeah that movie's great. But anyways, favorite franchise and what movie made that franchise popular? Uh, I, I would like. <laughs> I'll start with like what franchise probably made things popular. I mean, I say it goes all the way back to like the 30s, probably with like like Frankenstein, Dracula. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That's when like the franchise became a thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I'd say in like the more modern stuff, I say modern in like the last like 30, 40 years. Yeah. yeah. Being like probably fr- probably Friday or Halloween. Probably being Friday. The ones that I would like say, yeah. Push that to the forefront. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I concur. I concur. Hmm. Said very aggressively. Favorite franchise. Like honestly, I'm gonna go with one that's pretty kind of underrated in a sense. And that the Final, the Final Destination movies kind of fuck. Yeah, they do kind of fuck. Yeah, I, I mean got, it's such a simple form. Yeah, know, that as long as they don't try to like fuck with it too much, it's yeah. usually pretty good. As long the, as the kills are creative. Yeah. It's all it really matters. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I got uh, the Blu-ray collection for a uh, for Christmas one year, and I was stoked on that. I need to watch those again. Yeah, and it's like franchise horror has never been like my big thing. Like I'm not a big fan of the franchise. Not that I'm not a fan. I do like these movies. It's just it's never my thing. I go to the most. Yeah, me either. But, but uh, Friday Thirteenth has always been my franchise since I was a kid. Yeah, I rented the shit out of Friday Thirteenth. Oh yeah, the, all those are usually re- from either really good to really fun. What what movie? in the franchise do you think made Final Destination popular? I think I, I got my answer. Uh, the uh, the second one probably. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, with the log truck. Yeah, because, uh, yeah. And I think for Friday 13, like I was going to do the same thing with it, it had to be three, right? Yeah, three. Isn't three. that crazy? It's like it's not actually the first movie. Like, of course, the first movie was popular and that's how they got a sequel. Yeah. But what made the franchise like a franchise yeah. was not the first movie. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. Yeah. Like, it's like even like looking at franchises and it's like there's some actually like really good ones like the Child's Play franchise yeah. up until Seed yeah. is pretty damn but solid. But after Seed. Yeah. Curse was good. Yeah, Curse was good. And uh, the other one I thought was okay. It was all right, yeah. Yeah. But it's like, you know, like Halloween, the first movie is what made it. Nightmare on Elm Street, the first movie is what made it. Yeah. But for like Final Destination and Friday the 13th, it's like it was not the first movie. No. Yeah, sure, that first movie had to be successful and popular in order for yeah. to continue. But if they Jason never put that hockey mask on, it wouldn't be as iconic as it no. is today. It's like even like, it's like Saw, the first movie made it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, insid- like Insidious, the first one made it. 
it, it, yeah, it's so weird that like Friday and uh, Final Destination kind of shared that like yeah. almost like bond and like they do. Yeah, the sequels made them famous. It makes sense because like if you if you boil uh, Final Destination down to its like barest minimums, it is a slasher. Yeah, it's just a slasher happens to be death itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the, it's a supernatural esque slasher, yeah. which I think it's a unique take on the genre. I too. like the Final Destination series. Yeah, of course there's a couple in there that are not great. Oh, yeah, I thought the roller coaster one was not yeah. great. Yeah, agreed. And the first one's actually like legit like first one's really good like that John yeah. Denver scene when she's like when like every time John Denver plays and it's like you know something bad yeah, yeah. the guy like falls and gets the like cord wrapped around his neck that still fucks with me to this yeah, day yeah I know right freaked me the fuck out like, take, <laughs> like taking a fucking shower sometimes is scary as shit because I'm, I'm hoping there's no string in the shower to totally <laughs> dead. but like even with like like that franchise I know we're not talking about the fucking Final Destination movies today we're talking about Sato Sato which you didn't even say that Oh yeah, we did not say that. We're talking about uh, Sato, Isiasu Sato. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, like the first one's like the plane blowing up. It's yeah, like, that is so fucked. And and the you know it will get off the front of the yeah, yeah. series. Uh, but like the car wreck scene in the second yeah. one, like it, like you still see memes to this day of people <laughs> being like, "You see that log truck? You know you not can, to get behind yeah. it." You know what's like even to, like like I've seen this like happen like in fucking person where it's like. You know, me or you are like, you know, going somewhere and it's like, oh, there's a log truck. Let's get over to the other lane. Yeah. I remember forever. I was terrified. I was like paranoid about having like a water bottle. Yeah. In my like floorboard because of that movie. Yeah. Because like, the water bottle rolls up under the brake pedal. Yeah. So yeah. Hit the brakes. Ah, it's so fucked. Yeah. Good shit. Remember the ladder scene? Yeah. Where the like the ladder goes to the person's eyeball? Mm-hmm. Oh. My favorite kill in all those is in the second one where the painted glass squishes oh that kid. Oh, my God. My, my favorite one, probably, is actually one in one of the later movies. It's when the girl's doing, like, gymnastics. Oh. And you think, the, you think like, the thumbtack's going to be what takes her out. And she just gets fucking crumpled. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, the acupuncture one, too. Oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, McKinley, for the question. Yes. As always. Next up is a uh, first-time question. Oh. Near questioner. Question, questionnaire. Questionnaire. Uh, quite uh, first time question. <laughs> it's from uh, Daniel from Northern Germany. Oh my God! Okay, I know we're reaching out there. We're, we we out here. <laughs> we out here. We out here. <laughs> hey Germany, how it is over there? How's the weather? <laughs> I don't know how the the weather in Germany would be right now. I imagine it's cold. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like I know in some places it's actually kind of warm right now. Yeah. So goddamn global warming. I don't think that's actually global war. <laughs> we should have listened to Al Gore. <laughs> Al Gore was on the list. He invented. <laughs> you made the list. <laughs> He's still in. God damn, Jeffrey Epstein's like Chris Jericho. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a meme. You made that. the list. <laughs> I should have said that to you. You should have. Yeah. yeah, it was like it's like <laughs> it's like the new day on stage. It's like no, 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 no. You just made the list. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, fuck. Al Gore been the internet and global warming. Al Gore, wait, what? That's the thing that he said. Yeah, <laughs> he invented the no, it wasn't. <laughs> Anyways, Daniel, <laughs> yeah, yeah. From Northern Germany, dear Matt and John, I discovered your beautiful podcast circa one month prior. So eloquently written. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. I had always had a great affinity towards extreme cinema, with the earliest touchstones being Cannibal Holocaust, August Underground's Mortem, Begotten, Jim Van Beber's The Manson Family, mm. William Freakin's Bug, and, uh, boy, I can't uh, pronounce that one. Missy. Shillings. 
Oh, I might want to try that. <laughs> Tear 2000, <laughs> which I don't know that one. I need to look into that yeah, one. Yeah, I, I don't know about that one. The 2020s thus far uh, function for me personally as a great radicalization process, i.e. both the both in synetics regards, primarily uh, geared towards the realm of experimental cinema and extreme cinema. Another massive inspiration in the latter realm was my discovery of Tanner James uh, of Unboxed, Watched, and Reviewed. Absolutely. <laughs> As all as well as my very own cinematog uh, my god, I can't read. Why am I the one that reads these? <laughs> Cinematographic endeavors. Check out my letterbox profile if you're interested. We will. What's does he have it linked? He has it linked. Yes. Okay, cool. Your beautiful podcast. <laughs> I'm that's the first time that's ever been described as beautiful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do appreciate it. <laughs> which I just always have a great time listening to, and which helped me get through a rough spiritual patch this past month. And it's multiple venous... In Why can't I not read today? Interconnected enabled me to truly double down in regards to my deep dive into the realm of extreme cinema. Even in so far as it inspired me to take practical measures as well. For example, after listening to the latest interview you had done with Jonathan Doe, by the way, I already purchased the Art of Self-Harm, which hopefully will arrive soon. Hell yeah. Awesome. And subsequently, listening to the podcast interview Mr. Doe had done with Daniel Vallant and Allison Simon of White Gardenia, mm. I got in contact with Daniel through Instagram, inquiring about the soon-to-be-released King James Bible Project. Yeah. Luckily, I did that at the exact right time due to the fact that the release date shifted. Daniel agreed that I could contribute a piece for oh. it, which I'm working on at the moment. So this incredible year not only make Mark's humongous advancements within the realm of experimental cinema, my first two short films, especially my silent mixed media short film poem, I'm not going to try to pronounce it, but it's, well, Sol Algaria del Mara Alas. <laughs> Do you, you mean look at it? Yeah. Where, where is it at? The, these right here. <laughs> Sol Al Algeria del Mara Alas. You mean Niki. That sounds familiar. And that's part. My Xenokinesis podcast endeavors, but also my first foray into experimental porn oh. by means of Glimp series. Now even more, my first actual attempt at extreme experimental cinema. The discovery of your beautiful podcast, again, thank you for that, <laughs> was generally advice you could thank. Oh, wait. It was definitely a major contributor factor to the later development. To I wholeheartedly thank you both of you for the bottom of my heart. Well, this was a bit long, a bit of a long walk, but now finally onto my question. What would be some sort of general advice you could think of someone such as myself who is beginning to create extreme cinema pieces all by themselves? Heartfelt greetings from Northern Germany. Sincerely, Daniel. Oh, thank you so much for that well-written, amazing email that I absolutely butchered. Yeah, you need to like run a book. Yeah. That Jesus. Yeah, thank you so much for that. Um advice for someone getting into extreme cinema. Don't follow mm. trends. Yeah, um, like when, it, like be the trendsetter yourself. Yeah, like make like again making something completely original is hard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when, when it comes to like originality with like films, like the, like movies have been made since like the the late like late 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 eighteen hundreds. Yep. So trying to make something original is not an easy task. But do your best and like look look at influences on yourself, right? Yeah. Take pieces of that and make something newish that will become the trend setting thing, at least 
at least what you think could be that. Yeah, exactly. And regardless of what you make, there will be an audience for that. Yep. It's just a matter of getting eyes on it. Getting eyes on it. That was also what I was going to say is like market push. Yeah. Marketing, we're terrible at it, but um, uh, yeah, we'll take our advice, not our actions. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, networking is always great. Like yeah, you said you're already there with that with uh, contacting Daniel. Yeah, and them. Yeah, so yeah, and just make, yeah. just create. You know, maybe not all of it will see the light of day. You know, maybe some of it's gonna be shit, but just keep creating. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, keep pushing forward and doing your thing and become the trendsetter yourself. Yep. Yep. Don't chase trends. Yeah. Create what you want. Exactly. Yep. That'll always help. Because if you're just creating what's popular, then it's not going to have a lot of soul to it. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Again, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a very well put uh question you called us beautiful you called us a beautiful podcast there's nothing about the show beautiful no post that video of me and I'm like god damn <laughs> man what a hunk of shit <laughs> the but pictures yeah. from FrankieCon just solidified that enough I feel god, like yeah. just looking my goal her. is to not look like that at this FrankieCon same here I look like fucking shit <laughs> standing next to a beautiful ass Connor and Herschel and yeah, spooky, and we're just like fucking like blobs of humans. It's just fucking sacks, <laughs> just sacks of mango pole, just walking sacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need to. I was watching Godzilla minus one. I was like, God damn, I'm kind of built like Godzilla. <laughs> that long ass fucking fupa flap. Like, Fuck me, man. Oh god. Anyways, <laughs> thank you, Daniel, for that question. Yeah, and thank you for listening. We greatly appreciate it. We can't wait to see what you contribute to the genre. Yes, absolutely. And I am like like the King James Bible stuff from uh, White Gardenia is going to be interesting because like there seems like there's a lot of people being involved in this. I don't know if like segments are going to be cut. What's going to happen? It's very possible this could be fucking long as shit. Yeah. Also, uh, feel free to send us anything. Yeah, yeah, and we'll watch yeah. it. <laughs> give you give you feedback. Give yeah, feedback. Yeah. So that's how we kind of networked with our, our boy Connor too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So next up. Slippy Mudman. Slippy Mudman. Amazing musician. Yes. Great, uh, great musician. Go give her a follow on... Uh, she has a Spotify page and, of course, like Bandcamp, uh, SoundCloud, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Go give her stuff a listen. It's great. Like, she does anything from, like, breakcore stuff, which is the most ADD-friendly <laughs> genre. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Would you describe Yuka Sakazaki's uh, theme song as breakcore? Uh, yes. <laughs> I think that's borderline extra tone. And she does like anything from like noise, ambient, you know, all kinds of stuff. Very talented musician. Yeah. And good person. Yeah, very good person. What's a holiday you rarely see used as a backdrop for horror movies? Uh, For a horror movie you would like to see more of? Easter. Yeah, there's been a few Easters. Not a lot of good Easter. No, we've gotten Peter Rotten Tell by the Boys. The Boys. The Boys. Was it Bunny the Killer Thing? Uh, God, I don't remember that one. By the rabbit with a giant cack. Oh, my God. There's one I watched a long time ago, and I remember liking it, but, you know, that could have not helped. Yeah. Up. Called uh, Easter Bunny Kill Kill. Mm. I remember being pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, there's Critters, too. Oh, uh, there's also um, Feaster Sunday. That's fucking great. Yes, Feaster Sunday. Yeah. Also, uh, fuck. What are you thinking of? Dustin Mills. Easter Casket. Easter Casket, yeah. With Mr. Parker's greatest performance of all time. Oh, my God. He's in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> 
was in his ass. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Makes me laugh every time. It's so good. Uh, I was thinking Fourth of July. Uh, yeah. Because there's there's Uncle Sam, <laughs> which isn't great. Yeah. And I was racking my brain at work. Like, was David Arquette's The Trip take place on Fourth of July? Or was I that like President's Day? President's Day could be an interesting it one. Could be. I think there's one called President's Day. Oh, well. <laughs> like, you could do one where it's like, um, like, that could be a cool premise for a movie, actually. Like, a home invasion movie, but like the people doing the home invasion are like in presidential masks. Yeah. See, David Arquette's The Tripper is like a guy's in a Ronald Reagan mask killing people. Uh, okay. Basically killing hippies. Oh, okay. Which is kind of fun. Yeah. It's pretty spot on, too. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, um, I remember being a pretty good slasher, but I, it's on a holiday, but I cannot remember what holiday what it holiday is. is. Fourth of July could be a fun backdrop. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, the fireworks killer. The fireworks killer. Just kills them with various fireworks. <laughs> But, but, shoves them up their ass and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that is John's newest project. <laughs> Write that one down. <laughs> Write that down. Uh, what's some other holidays, though? Like, there's also, like, holidays that are not, like, you know, accustomed to just, you know, America, too, that you could definitely incorporate into something. I would love to see more, like, Hanukkah slashers. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. Hanukkah horror in general. I think yeah. Be really fucking cool. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just, you know, like, holidays from different cultures that I don't really, like, know a lot about. Really yeah. Cool, you know? And again, I'm sure there's ones that exist for sure. I don't even like Thanksgiving don't have like a shit ton of them. I mean, there was the recent one by Eli Roth. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, yeah. Um, the, the absolute classic Home Sweet Home. Home Sweet Home, yeah. <laughs> Fucking love that movie. Body by Jake. <laughs> well, no, no. I was thinking of um, a Homesick. Never mind. No, no, no. Homesick home, home Sweet Home is a slasher from the 80s. It's, oh, yeah. It's something. That's what I heard, <laughs> yeah. You got a guy who looks like he's dressed as a member of Kiss <laughs> with a backpack guitar. <laughs> Just going around playing music the whole movie. It's, it's pretty rough. <laughs> What's the holiday of that one? Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep that right down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that, that, that. Yeah, Fourth of July would be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Uncle Sam, cool ideas. Um, I love the ending with all the yeah. fireworks and the explosions and yeah, shit. Yeah, it's cool shit. Yeah. But whew, getting to is, that is it's hard. It's a fucking chore. <laughs> we watched that this year, and or last year, I guess, now, but fuck. It was rough. Robert Forster's in that. Not even he can save it. No. <laughs> it's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, more holiday slashers. I love that shit. Yeah, it is fun. But uh, thank you, Slippy Mudman. Yes. What about St. Patrick's Day? Oh, we got Leprechaun. We got Leprechaun. <laughs> you still be gold. You got that one, like, not very good, like, anthology. Was it Holidays? Yeah, I remember the... The Easter one is good. Yeah, that one's so fucked up. And, like, fucking Kevin Smith got Halloween and somehow made one of the most abysmal fucking shorts possible. <sighs> Fuck. Somehow, Kevin Smith is one of the guys that, like, taking drugs... <laughs> Hindered his career. It really did. <laughs> <laughs> made the Beatles better. Made Kevin Smith worse. Well, like I always find like like and people may disagree with me, yeah. but like the trajectory of like his like horror working. Yeah, not, I've not seen uh, Clark's Three or Jan Silent Bob. Yeah, I heard they're good, but like Red State, I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Tusk, I thought the first half was really good, and then got real shitty because of Dick Nose. Yeah, and then Yoga Hosers just sucked. Yeah. I haven't even seen Yoga Hosers get like a 
any release at all. It's got a release, but it's just like, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> he never did make Moose Jaws, but I can only imagine what that would have been like. Oh, God. But yeah. Thank you, Slippy Moment. Yes. <laughs> Next up you. is Psychonaut. Psychonaut, your boy. For each of you, what is the most meaningful holiday gift you ever received? Do you still have the thing you got? And thanks again for letting me hang with y'all. It was a lot of fun. Happy New Year's. Thank you, Psychonaut. That was great. We'll definitely have you on again. Yes, absolutely. In the near future. Oh, man. That is a tough fucking question. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know if I have an answer. Most meaningful gift. Um. Damn. Trying to come up with something that's not like just corny. I mean, like, like, oh, the gift of friendship or something. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we do like a uh, a, an exchange, friend exchange every year, you know. And I got some pretty cool shit from that. Yeah, that always means something because you know our homie Gilby is one of my best friends in this world. So anything Mm. from him is always really sweet and cool. And he puts a lot of thought into it usually. He does, yeah. Uh, fucking meaningful though. I mean, there, there's uh, one of my like uh, great grandmothers on my dad's side gave me a book collection for Christmas one year. It was essentially like a bunch of horror books and stuff like that. I wish I still had them, but after I moved, I uh, yeah I don't have that anymore. Yeah, it got lost essentially in the move. Yeah, so. That's that that that's one of note. I don't think you popped my head, and it's not necessarily like necessarily like <laughs> meaningful or sentimental, but it was just cool because it was like it was something I've been searching for for a long yeah. time, and like you know, I have this desire to collect films of a certain ilk hmm. because of like what inspired me to get into like extreme horror was this like specific time on YouTube. Yeah. And there was always these select movies that everybody talked about oh, over yeah, and yeah. over and over again. So I'm trying to collect them all. Yeah. And uh, it was Boston Oche, mm-hmm. which you got me. Well, me and Herschel. Herschel, yeah. You and Herschel got me. So, yeah. Uh, that was cool. Just because like, you know, like I said, like the very nostalgic for that period in time. Like mm-hmm. Mr. Parker and 81 Oak Ridge and William Mark One, Sculpted yeah. Fragments, Mr. Ramon 420. And like there was always these group of movies that everybody talked about. Yeah. You know, August Underground, Mortem, yeah. Angels Melancholy, you know, all these movies. And Boston Oche was one of them. So it was just like, it was cool to get to that and have it like, ah, there it is on my shelf. Oh, it's yeah. a movie I'll never watch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, I have an easier time, like, remembering, like, birthday gifts I've gotten. Like, I remember, um, for my birthday one year, it was like out of the blue, you and, uh, your friend Phil, you're like, we're going to wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> and we went to go see SmackDown. It was really fucking cool. Yeah, it was a good show, too. Yeah, we got to see, like, Punk before he became a full on dickhead <laughs> person. Um, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Paul yeah. Ziegler was on the card. Yeah, but she's now blown the fuck up because of his new indie run. Yeah. Or, I think the indie run, but he's going to Japan, too. But yeah, that, uh, that was really cool, too. And I'll, I'll never forget the conversation on the way home. We talked about Chris Benoit. <laughs> Yeah, that was something. Lovely. And uh, Phil threw a whole ass cup out the window and it really <laughs> killed me. <laughs> yeah. That was hilarious. But uh, yeah, thank you, Psychonaut, for the question as always. Sorry I didn't have like a really good answer for that one. Well, I'm I mean, sure I'll think of something and like, God damn it, I should have yeah, said that. Yeah. Man, I got you the, the, the Viper. That oh, yeah, that was really sick too, yeah. Dad to my shrine. Your shrine to street trash, yeah. Either you're like, add to your top four. Add to your top four, coward. The day you could tell me 
what I can take out of my top four for it. The day I'll do it. <laughs> my, my top four changes very, very, uh, not not often at all. Essentially, Mine like doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to talk about Letterbox, yeah, 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 yeah. Add your top four movies. Anyways, next up is the real Raw One. Raw One. Which uh, sh- shout out to Raw One. Yeah, Raw One got us a really fucking sick Cannibal Corpse poster. It's yeah. like a lenticular Cannibal Corpse poster. Yeah, I was so sick to get they were so sick to get that. And on top of that, I was almost just as stoked for the picture of fucking Harry from Oh uh, yeah, from Christmas, Christmas Evil. Evil. Yeah, it's so sick. They're right together right there. Yeah, I've got it sitting right there. A very nice letter. Very fun letter. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's up, fuckers? Yeah. So that was great. We appreciate that, Ryan. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's sitting right behind us. It's in our quote-unquote studio. Studio, <laughs> a.k.a. my room. Your room. <laughs> Which is also my studio. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting right next to a litter box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Happy St. Lucas Day, Kwanzaa, Edda, I don't know how to say that, Sentinala, Three Kings Day, Hanukkah, Boxing Day, Omasoka, Christmas, Krampenschnacht, <laughs> and Yule to you, sirs. Did you see this question? It was a little while ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like the podcast has ramped up in quality and consistency this year. <laughs> Changed that real quick, didn't we? Edge <laughs> in the first half. <laughs> Do you have any shareable plans for the coming year or floated ideas to shake up the show? I've always thought it would be fun if we had a phone line to call and Say what we think of the covered movies to be voice voice clips stuck into the show. Just an idea. Looking forward to another year of sick on cinema. My recommendation is Dead Slow Ahead. It's a French wordless documentary set of a Freightliner crossing the ocean. The uses of the use the uses a massive ship and sounds of machinery to make it feel like it's shot in some alien dystopian future. Super impressive Mm. and hypnotic. Enjoy. Okay. Thank you, and thank you always for the recommendations. Yeah, I love that shit. Plans for the future of sick on cinema. We're ending it. It's over. Yep. No, no, it's not true. <laughs> We're gaslighting you. <laughs> Tell us how much you like us now. <laughs> Tell us how much you like us now, and then we just gaslight your asses. What? <laughs> uh, we've talked about some things. Nothing concrete, or even like enough to like mention it wholeheartedly yeah like the biggest change was of course mild symptoms Mm -hmm. which again next week wednesday uh, interview with cult collectibles mild symptoms yes which you know that's kind of become our way to like do interviews more interviews highlighting independent cinema you know because like after the cult collectible ones i think we're going to do maybe one that's not movie related and then we're gonna go right back to like reviewing movies um yeah, and um, we're going to have another interview in the Papuan soon. For sure. With uh, so with, about with the director we've talked about uh, the movie from. On Mild Symptoms. Yes, On Mild Symptoms, yes. And we both fucking loved, so. Yeah, it was <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah, we got to get back a hold of him at that, too. Yeah. Like the we talked about that. As far as, like... Poor, poor dude got COVID himself, so... Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as things, like, ideas to, like, shake up the show, um, I just kind of want to stay the course of what we've been doing this yeah. last last year and kind of just go for that more have more guests on well it's like I'm, i remember when we when we were coming back the biggest change there was we're not just going to do extreme cinema yeah we're just going to do weird we're going to cover anything that is you know more indie off the beaten path yeah 
yeah, yeah, stuff that's off the beaten path of like standard cinema. And there's also episodes for stuff that is more mainstream, but it's like, huh, how was this mainstream? And like, like for instance, like I don't think it's like spoiling anything. Within the next like four or five episodes, we're gonna be covering a pretty fucking mainstream director. Yeah, but we're gonna be covering his weirdo movies. <laughs> yes, yeah, which was actually supposed to be this episode, but we switched some things. Yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, we wanted to save it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, on top of that, I remember there was an idea we had for a, a sick on stereo. Yeah. Which was us, you know, bringing a collection of fucked up music, which I, that could be a cool mild symptoms yeah. idea. Like, you know, yeah, to do a, uh. A like, music because like a lot of like, we get a lot of music questions yeah. you know we love music our listeners I seem to love music hmm. you know so it's like and like to hear us talk about music so that could be kind of cool I, at some point I can't say it's going to be in the near future yeah. I do want to figure out some kind of way to do some kind of streaming thing yeah it would not replace an episode or anything like that it's not like oh this week's episode is going to be live yeah or anything like that like the, the, the podcast would remain the same but just like a subsidization of a week we're not doing an episode or something like that just to figure out something cool weird thing we could do as a live stream yeah that that would be because uh, we did it once with instagram and it was a success and it was actually really fun but that was forever ago it was like three years ago yeah i was at a campground at that point yeah which i, I chimed in but yeah so i'd like to do something like that but like there's a lot of logistics to that we'd have to figure out yeah you know how where how yeah exactly what <laughs> yeah, yeah how yeah. to control yeah, yeah. <laughs> not that i think our listeners would like get out of pocket or anything but you never know you get a stray oh you stray asshole people, in there yeah. who just wants to fuck with people there has to be moderators yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that or at least have something that can moderate that's yeah. something i'm kind of throwing out into the ether that's something i would like to do I'd like yeah to try to like i see people doing streams and i'm like this seems fun yeah i'd like to try to do that which also like we're talking about the sick on stereo thing too which I, I did do a video mm-hmm. about that. Shout out. I mean, I would give it a shout, a shout out, but it fucking blew up. It's more popular than anything we've ever done. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. 6,000 views is a lot of views. It's up to eight. Oh, God damn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 8,000 is way more than we've ever done. I don't know why it blew up, <laughs> but I guess I accidentally got on a trend that I didn't know was actually a trend. Depressive suicidal black metal. I don't even want to hear about that. <laughs> I got so like I literally fucked up like two like like dates for the talking about mayhem and I have not heard the end of it. <laughs> like so, you just thought it was fun getting hate comments at first. <laughs> then it was just like, oh damn it, fuck off. Like it, most of them weren't even hate comments. It was just like, well actually, you know, like look, I understand. I pinned a comment about you know the dates being wrong. I fucked up. But it's there. Yeah. Get off my ass. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got so many comments about like suicidal black metal, and I'm just like, <sighs> it's not a genre I really care about. I'm sorry. But yeah, I don't know. Some ideals. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We hope the the quality of the show just you know that's the main yeah um the main main thing with the show is to keep quality. Yeah. Above anything else. I don't really. think our shit's quality at all, but people seem to think it is. Well, we try. We try to entertain. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, there's definitely things I would like to do to make the show better, including getting new equipment. I do but... think that's something in the near future we're going to have to do. Yeah. It's like I was looking at new equipment the other day, and it's yeah. just like <sighs> mic stands. Yeah, that'd be fucking wonderful. <laughs> just to hold it like I have it like right here. I still got it in my hand right here. Mm. Yeah, I've got it in my hand. Yeah. Hang on. 
Hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that would be, uh, yeah. I'd love, I'd love to do that. But again, new recorder. This one's getting old. Yeah. And the cat fucked it up too. <laughs> the cat got hair all over it. Yeah, it's not <laughs> fun. Probably should have lived on the desk, but you know. <laughs> I mean, it's where we record at, so it was just convenient to have it there. Yep. But uh, yeah, that's that's the plan right now. Yeah. Um, Maybe some more conceptual ideals too. I know we have at least two. That's almost like a concept kind of ideal. Yeah. Where it's like a director versus a director in a specific genre. I don't want to give too much away because it's that's in the really early stages of planning. Yeah. And we have another one that's more about like an artist, a specific artist. Yes. That is movie related, but it's gonna be a lot of discussion about this specific artist. Yeah. Again, that's in the early stages of planning too. Yeah. Uh, we've talked to the people who are going to be on those episodes too. Yeah, they'll too. feature guests for sure. Yeah, and you know, I said I've really enjoyed having guests on the show. Mm-hmm. I think that's been nothing but successful so far. Yeah, yeah, and like I know last year we we got a little wild with the, how many guests we probably did have on. Yeah, and I'm sure there probably are some people out there who are like, oh, you know, I, I like the the those episodes, but I like when it's just you guys. Yeah, and let us know. Yeah, if you guys prefer, you know. We're going to continue the guest stuff because we like to do it. Yeah. It's a nice switch up of things. Mm. And it shakes it up. It's fun. Plus, these people are our friends. Yeah, and not, not just that, but they're also like very much like experts on a lot yeah. of stuff we talk about. <laughs> but let us know. Do you like the uh, the guest episodes better? Do you want us to do more? Do you want us to do less? Let us know. Yeah. You know we're open <laughs> to suggestions. We'll say, except for the one episode we had Mr. Park on where he had, he was just like, yeah, I mean, I like Don Dolan. <laughs> That was a, you know, <laughs> that was my problem. It was uh, a great episode. Yeah, it's really fun. I love talking to Mr. Parker, too. He yeah. He's an absolute fucking phenomenal person. But yeah, for some reason, I thought that dude was like the biggest fan of Don Dollar of all time. <laughs> he really, he was not. Uh, so yeah, you know. Oh, God. I'll never forget. Like, it was, it was close to around that episode. Like, someone commented something. It was like, Vinegar Syndrome sucks. And he just responded, fuck you. Yeah. It's like, what do you want? You know? Yeah, like, it's like, <laughs> I thought it was the funniest shit ever yeah because of the the same mentality it's just like fuck off yeah yeah thank you Rye One for the question as always we greatly appreciate you keep them coming in the new year Mm -hmm. next up is our boy our boy Shock and Schlock it's Herschel 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 who seems to have big plans in the new years as well with Banana Box go get him a follow Um, I again it's definitely already been announced but Turmoil Mm -hmm. which is a uh, short film from our friend uh, Connor Debauched debriefs here. Yes. And it is a fucking great short film. Yep. It might have a little bit of a little bit of special feature mm. on it. You can see two fat fuckers. <laughs> two fat fuckers. Talk about the movie if you want to. Yeah. Hello boys. What are your thoughts on the communist nightmare snow golem that is frosty? <laughs> I love that this has become a thing now. I was like, I, I watched Frost the Snowman at my sister's house. I was like, this kind of sucks. Yeah. Now, like, it's become a big meme between all of us that oh Frost the Snowman's God. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but it is kind of bad. It's, it kind of sucks. Yeah, like, for a ring and a bass thing, which I normally think they have like, a really high standard with their, like, animations and shit. Like, they it feel like they just shit that one they out. They shat that one out. They did became... not. They did not like, we need another Christmas thing. I don't know. Fucking snowman. Make a, make a snowman, the snowman song. Turn that into something. Yeah. Because <laughs> I assume the song was first, right? Probably. I mean, I don't know for certain, but I would assume the, the song was first. I would assume. They got not Burtis Meredith on there and be like, Frosh, hey, the snowman. He's the best belly whopper in the world. Or whatever the fuck that means. It was just so funny because like, I was sitting there watching because we watched a... Uh, 
because you were at work and we were waiting for you to get back yeah. so we can watch Christmas horror movies because we don't we don't watch a lot of regular Christmas movies but we watch no. all kinds of fucking I think I ended up with like 27 yeah Christmas horror movies I watched this year or something like that it's pretty crazy we went wild yeah yeah but um <laughs> you would stretch in the definition of Christmas horror a little yeah but, yeah, yeah. You know, um, but so we went and get back I was like oh, I was watching like you know YouTube they got Frosty and mm. Rudolph and the Grinch and we watched Rudolph we watched the Grinch and those were fun yeah and then it was like oh Frosty let's watch Frosty and so I was like man Frosty kind of sucks huh <laughs> well like I literally had gotten back like just gotten back and I was like hey you know what's up what's up guys and Amanda was like John's calling Frosty a communist <laughs> and I was like man I just got here <laughs> I just got back. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, like, it comes down to, like, man, the magician was in the ride. It was his hat. Give him his fucking it's hat his back. hat, yeah. And then, re- like, I... Sorry, I forced you to rewatch it. Man, he bitched about it until we rewatched it. I wanted to see... Like, I won't watch Frosty! <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to watch it. I was like, watch on your own goddamn time. <laughs> we watched it, though. Yeah, we watched it. It was just shit again. It's fucking awful. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, man, this does suck. Like, yeah. fuck. The magician was in the right, man. Uh, Her- his fucking hat. Herschel goes on. What's your favorite New Year's movie? I don't know if I have one. There was a movie. I think it takes place on New Year's. I haven't watched it since I was a kid, so it maybe suck. But uh, two hundred cigarettes. Two hundred cigarettes with Courtney Love. Courtney uh, Love's in it. Yeah, Paul Rudd. I think is in it too. I was thinking, was it Bloody New Year? I watched that once. I remember it being kind of good. The I poster's hate, fucking amazing. I hate New Year's Evil. Oh yeah, I think that movie's boring as fuck. <laughs> it, it, the only reason it has any following at all is because it is a New Year slasher. Yeah, if it did not take place on New Year's Eve, <laughs> nobody would talk about that movie. Yeah. Um, what, what was the? There was, this is kind of off topic, but what was the movie we were watching around a Halloween that was actually kind of a Christmas movie? And we were like, and you were like, oh, it was like, oh, thanks, Matt. You chose it was Child's, Child's Play. Play. Yeah, yeah, Child's Play takes place at Christmas. I forgot all about that. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, everyone knows your favorite Christmas movie is Santa Jaws. <laughs> the. F- <laughs> Herschel. Boy, in that like the plague. Jokes aside, <laughs> thank you boys for everything you do for not just me, but the community. Oh. Your friendship means everything to me, and John's bussy means even more. Hey. Hey. Love you boys. Break it, con. <laughs> <laughs> Love you boys, and to Matt, avoid stairs. We don't need another fall of 23. Okay. Hang on. <laughs> I got I to gotta tell this story real fast, and then we'll get to the rest of these questions. Okay. So, I was trying to find a movie. <laughs> while walking, while while at work, yes, while walking around at work, and I had, and again, I do clean at like banks and stuff. So, there, there, the one I was at is a uh, uh, has, has a stair set to go down to the downstairs area. So I was going to do that while trying to find this movie for everybody. Because everyone was like, everyone in the, our group chat was like, oh, I want to watch this, I want to watch this. And I was like, okay, okay, let me see if I can find it. And I fucking missed my step <laughs> on about like the sixth stair up <laughs> and fucking fell hard to the concrete floor. <laughs> Thankfully, I was all right, except for like, I felt bad the days afterwards. Like, like at first I was like, oh, I'm all right. Dude, I was so fucking sore for days. Did you tumble or slide? 
I fucking tumbled. Tumbled. That's the like, worst. I didn't hit all the stairs or anything. Like somehow I cleared all of them and hit just hit the floor. Like you seen the video of that guy who's like trying to do the thing where you like you throw like the Mentos and oh yeah, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I it fucking hurt so bad, but yeah. Um, yeah, fuck you, Herschel. And <laughs> 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 fuck those stairs. But yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you, Shock and Schlock. We love you too. Yes, you're our brother, brother, brother from another mother. He he told me he was on a plane right now. Yeah, but it was not not uh not like right now, but he was like not too like, like a little while ago. And he, apparently, the pilot was like, "We're going to be hitting some turbulence." Oh God! And man, just slept like a baby through it. <laughs> Shout out, <laughs> Bubba Booey, Bubba Booey. <laughs> And he, uh, hang on, hang on, wait. Oh, oh, keep talking. Okay. And essentially, after he got off the plane, was talking about Andy Sprinkle to me. So that was fun. Shout out, Andy Sprinkle. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba Boy. <laughs> Shout out to Drug Herschel. <laughs> Bubba Boy. Oh, God. Yeah, love you, Herschel. Yeah, we love you, bud. Next up is Box Creep Films. It's Steven. Steven's working on things. He is. He's being all a sneaky little boy. A sneaky little boy. <laughs> Much like Stephen Hawking. <laughs> no, I like Stephen Hawking. <gasps> After I said that, I realized how horrible that sounded. I meant is that he's sneaking you around. You compared our boy not, to... Not that, not that he's sneaking around <laughs> doing illegal things. You compared our boy to a crippled sex offender. <laughs> Look, man, I did not mean it like that at all. When I said I realized that that was a terrible fucking... Innuendo joke thing. Yeah. Steven is a wonderful, amazing human being who would never do anything like that. And uh, yeah, <laughs> let's just forget it and pretend like I didn't say that. It reminds me of this fucking live stream I was watching. It was like, oh, you know, this person was like, oh, you know, how are you guys doing? It was like, it was like, oh, we're doing great. Hopefully, you're not a fucking predator. He's like, oh man, I should not have compared you to this guy. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> do you ever see the live stream when the guy talks about saying the hard R? <laughs> Yeah, it's so fucking funny. Oh my god, <laughs> that guy's partner's just watching their career go down the toilet. He's like, "Oh my god, that was not the word he was talking no. about." <laughs> didn't, didn't didn't something come out about that guy though? Oh no, did they? I might be thinking about somebody else. So, anyways, something that nothing's ever gonna come out about because he's an amazing human being. Yeah, Stephen from Box Group Films, go buy the shit. The only thing that's gonna come out about Stephen is he might like Donald Farmer. I don't know. And that he has a hog. <laughs> he, has a, he has a hog on him. He's going to drop it on you. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> not, not. Not in a Stevie Hawking way. He's going to drop it on you consensually. <laughs> Hell yeah. Anyways, box group films. Let's just get this question. That's fucking... <clears throat> Looking forward to the first episode of the year and wishing you both the best of luck in 2024. We're going to need it. Yeah. Just what is started. the most painful way to die? Or worst <laughs> death you can think of. <laughs> Being ran over by Stephen Hawking. <laughs> I was about to say that. Let me go. <laughs> Why won't you let me go? Let me go. Oh my god. I love how like now, like after like after he passed away, like people joke about Stephen Hawking like, oh you can't do that. No, 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 no. he was a brilliant man. But now all this shit He's on the Epstein list like yeah, drop it. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, fuck you. Man. It's fucking open season now. 
That don't even mean he did something. That's the worst part. It's like now like he has his reputation of being a pedophile, but it doesn't even mean he was. I mean it's sus, don't get me wrong. There's been some shit I was reading, man. Oh well <laughs> I didn't read that, but you yeah. know. Man, it's bad. Anyways. Worst way to die. Worst way to die. I mean there's the bronze bull or you bronze ever bull. Think about the worst way to die. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Trash day your clothes off again. again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bronze bull. Like, I remember seeing an illustration of that fairly recently. Been like, God, that would suck. <laughs> oh, my God. Especially as someone like me who hates being hot. Yeah. That'd be my nightmare. Yeah. Like, just to be, like, cooked. <laughs> cooked alive inside of this thing. Like, there's no proof it was actually used. Hmm. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, there's a uh, Ling Shay. Which is the? I'm probably saying that horribly. Lin Che, Ling Ling Che from like Insidious. No, not, li, not no. <laughs> I'm, I'm no, I'm fucking butchering it. But it's it's death by a thousand cuts. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a sh- shout out to fucking martyrs for having that fo- real photo in there. That hell yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds fucking horrible. Skinned alive would kind of suck. Yeah, drowning honestly would really suck. Oh my god, yeah. I've almost drowned. It's fucking. I watched a good friend of mine almost get swept off to sea. <laughs> yeah, he did. It was terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I could do nothing. I was in the fucking hotel room watching Jesus. the boogie board. Next thing I know, he was like a little blip, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Dude, like seriously, I almost drowned one time. I was I was like a little kid, and I was in like a swimming pool, and I went off into the deep end, and like just fucking like like it's like the, like the floor like got swept from underneath me. Mm. And that was fucking horrible. Yeah. Went over my head and I got pneumonia afterwards too because like, you know. Double pneumonia. I think it happened like pretty close together. Yeah. So that's probably what led to that. So that's fine. Uh, Yeah. That was a real bitch about having double pneumonia. Dude, it was fucking horrible. I was in the hospital and was hallucinating. He was like, ooh, I don't want to eat. Ooh. (laughs) I was fucking hallucinating (laughs) shit. (laughs) I was in the worst pain of my life. Breathing hurt. <laughs> oh, he call me a bitch. Oh, we'll drop this battering tea. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, get over here filling with batteries. And Thank fucking... you, Stephen, for the question. I apologize for this entire segment. Fuck. This, this is terrible. We love you, Stephen. We probably should just start over. <laughs> just fucking cut all this out. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> Go buy fucking Black Hearts Collectors Club, Vapor Green, and Color Space Blood. Yes. Right? And let's just say maybe there's a project in the works. We'll just say maybe, that. Maybe. Maybe. We'll, we'll, we'll throw a little bit of... little tease, but yeah. don't get too excited because God knows. This could blow up in our faces. Oh, yeah. And we ain't announcing it. But there is something I can talk about at the end of the episode. Stay tuned for that. Oh, okay. That is very close to done. Actually, in fact, it is done. We're just waiting for something to come in. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. So. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Steven. Go buy the movies. Yes, go buy his movies. Support our boy. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry for John Sorry for everything. Sorry for John comparing you to a fucking... Shut up! <laughs> Next up. <laughs> Next up is J Freak Zach. J Freak Zach. What film have you guys seen the most in theaters? Hmm. I know you guys talked about Godzilla Minus One. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. I've gone to see it three times and I'm going on my fourth this week before it's yanked out of cinemas on the third. Anytime a family member or friend is interested in it, I'm like, let's go. Yeah. And everyone loved it, even family that have, that have heard about it and don't like Godzilla. Hmm. It's more than a Godzilla film for sure. Thank you. Uh, have a good Christmas, butter boys, butter gang. Butter gang. For life. For life. For life. life. 
Um, yeah, yeah, Godzilla Minus One is oh, so good. Oh, my God, it's so good. We talked about doing a Mild Symptoms on it, but we just it didn't, didn't get to it. Yeah, I didn't get to it. Yeah, that's my movie of the year. Of 2023, that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're well, in a new year now. We're back. <laughs> we made a new year. But uh, yeah, I fucking love Godzilla yeah. Minus One so much. I can't wait to watch it again. Ironically, the movie I've probably seen in theaters the most was <laughs> Dark Knight Rises. Really? Yeah, because I watched it with uh, a friend of mine. Because again, I was like a kid then. And I remember you were like, you want to go watch it? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> Something to do, yeah. right? <laughs> and we went and watched it. And I, I remember enjoying it a lot then. But I remember this, that second time is this was when your brain starts to develop more. Yeah, you Started to like like digest it a little bit. Yeah, You're like hmm. Yeah, I remember that time I was like, some of this don't make sense. Yeah, I'm like, this is kind of fucked up. <laughs> Not in a uh, Serbian film way either. I'm talking about more of a like, hmm, this is. Something's not. Something seems weird. Something sucks. <laughs> yeah, something's <laughs> some, something's kind of shitty. I'm not saying the whole movie's shitty, but I don't think I've ever seen a movie in theater more than twice. Really? Don't think so. I don't think I've seen a movie in theater more than twice either, but I've definitely seen mo- movies at least twice yeah. in theaters. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, that was one of them. My God, you were there forever. Yeah. Well, I went once with one of my sisters, and then my other sister wanted to go, so I went with her. Yeah. Which, you know, like, here's the thing. It's like, it's not necessarily my cup of tea, but those are good movies. Yeah. The first the Lord of the Rings trilogy are good. Mm. Um, Dark Knight... The first Dark Knight, hmm. I saw twice in theaters because again, same similar situation. Yeah, and uh, the Witch. Ah, uh, yeah. I went and seen the Witch twice. Uh, I was trying to think of like movies I've seen in theaters more than once. I don't know. I was trying to think if there's anything I went and seen at Central Cinema more than once. I don't. I can't think of anything. No. I don't go to theaters a lot. No. Um, it's it's gotten more expensive. Yeah. And especially if you buy drinks right here, my god, fuck, dude. I was like, don't worry, Matt, I got you for Godzilla minus one. Don't worry about it all. You want a drink? We got this. Two yeah, drinks and a ticket. Forty dollars. Like, what do you mean, by that? <laughs> yeah, I'll, dude, I didn't even hear the total getting wrong up because I think I was lo- I was looking at something, and you're like, hey, Matt, I hate to ask, can you fold me a couple bucks? <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to be forty dollars. I was like, I was like, yeah, I don't care. You know what? What's going on? He was like, it was forty dollars. I was like, what the fuck? And that was a matinee. Yeah, it was a matinee showing at a not a very good theater. No, but it's the one closest to us. So yeah, like when we saw Skinnamarink, it was all out of fucking whack. Yeah, they projected that shit in the wrong aspect ratio yep. and shit. You know, the experience was great. But yeah, well, it's probably love Central. It's Central fucks. <laughs> Oh god, excuse me. Oh my god. <laughs> you're, you're now I will say sometimes Central's audio is too good. Oh yeah. When I went and seen fucking Basket Case, oh. it was ear piercingly loud. Oh. So every time I was like, Bleh! I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like Central's also like the prices are good. Prices are good. Popcorn is good. The, the best theater popcorn you'll get. They got beer. Yep, they got beer. They got a cool aesthetic. Mm-hmm. The theater's nice. The seats are good. I eat, like all the like the, the bathrooms are movie based too. Yeah, it's like uh, like the uh, one of the bathrooms there is like the black room. Yeah, from, from Twin Peaks. yeah yeah. They even have a poster for Bob. Like, yeah yeah. Man. Which I will say, when you're on the shit or looking at that poster, it is a bit like. Like, hmm. Also, I wasn't like, looking at this. One of the bathrooms too has a has a has a picture of Laura Palmer in it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, as a Twin Peaks mark. I yeah, I yeah. love it. It's so cool. 
Yeah. They got like vinyls you can buy. Oh yeah, like, movies. It's you... such a cool place. Do they have movies you can like rent too? I think so. Yeah, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, I would love to like screen something there one time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Maybe that's something for the future of Sick on Cinema. I would love to, but your boys are going to fly in. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we got enough of a market here for us. And <laughs> we know where there's we know there's at least one listener. Yes. In our area. Well, there's like two. Two listeners yeah. in the area who would come. <laughs> yeah. But we need more of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you, you have to come in and support your boys. <laughs> or we're going to have like two people and like have to pay a fuck ton of money to cover that. Or they're going to have to buy a lot of popcorn. You, you better buy all the popcorn. Because you got to cover a fucking um, concession. <laughs> if not. You have to cover the fact we're going to play the nostril pick. <laughs> On loop. Yeah. <laughs> Two screenings of the nostril beer. Oh my god! I'd fucking love that actually. <laughs> but uh, thank you, Jay Freak Zach, for the question as always. And yes. fuck yeah, Godzilla minus one rules. It absolutely fucking rules. I love that everybody loves it too. Yeah, like I've not seen anyone like shit on it. But there's no like, well, actually, people that I've seen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pretty much everybody's like, yeah, it fucks hard. Yeah, it's good as shit. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so good. Next up is Zombies 8 Keegan. <laughs> With one of the best profile pictures in the game. We always say that, but it is true. And it's one so the, good. And one of the funniest fucking reels of 2024. Oh my With fuck. the ever-long dick-growing cookie. <laughs> oh my god. It was amazing. And also, my my man re- reviewed Black Metal Veins <laughs> on yeah. Letterboxd. Gave it, a, gave it a three and said... You should say it like a, a shit post. post yeah. And so I laughed way too hard. I don't always agree with Keegan's ratings on Letterboxd, but his reviews are pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Disciples of Cult of Butterloo. Butter, Butterloo. Butterloo. <laughs> Butterloo. <laughs> oh, Butterloo. I mean, that could be an H.P. Lovecraft uh, Eldritch God. <laughs> well, we know one of them. There's one in particular that's a bit rough. <laughs> Shout out to <laughs> That's true. I forgot about that. That was the whole basis of like fractured butthole. <laughs> I wish you played that whole game. Oh, fuck. I love that game great. so much. Do you fuck with any analog slash internet horror? Tons Dude. of stuff is basically, basically just the meme spooky sound with some <laughs> someone staring. But just stuff like Greylock, Mandela Catalog, Ooh. and Sun Vanished have gotten under my skin way more than most movies. Basically, Am I a bottom bitch for falling for it, or does it get My the sicky seal of approval? Dude, okay. I'm going to go ahead and say this right here, right now in America. In America. I love that shit. I do too. I love internet horror. Yeah. Like, it. that's pretty much the whole reason why I even like, started a YouTube channel to begin with, because I was obsessed with this shit. I wasn't always going to cover like the same things you know everybody else covered, but I was like, oh, this is stuff that fascinates me, mm-hmm. and like looking at like different like ARGs and stuff. It, it's definitely evolved over time to what it is. I'm now, glad it is what it is now more so than ARGs. Yeah, ARGs I found would get really fucking boring real quick. Yeah, um, we're like these contained horror stories that are told in unique, interesting ways. I like a lot actually. Have you watched any of the Petscop stuff? I don't think so. Well, well like essentially, Petscop is like a PlayStation game. Oh that, no no yeah, I yeah, yeah. yeah 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 that shit is awesome yeah um of course Mandela catalog is so fucking creepy I really like Mandela catalog what's the one we watched that oh. was like uh, the first one is like a like a bird watch thing oh, what was the name of it? it was something like uh, organization right yeah it's like these like PSA tapes yeah 
or like nature doc tapes that yeah, have like yeah. these weird things like taped over top of them. Gemini. Gemini. Yeah. yeah. Gemini is fucking awesome. Yeah, that one's really fucking good. And even like, you know, though it's become a meme. Yeah. At first, the backrooms was actually really interesting too. Yeah, it's just kind of gotten to a point where it's just not. Yeah. Like it was creepy at first. It's honestly, it's ex- like exposed like the wider internet to like liminal space stuff. Yeah, which is an interesting. It's concept. very creepy. Skinnamarink kind of like you know, very much like capitalized like, on that. Skinnamarink could easily had been a, uh, a yeah. analog horror a- internet series. You know, do you remember? Uh, okay, do you remember the Garfield one? Those is like Garfield, like uh, not ARG, but like like Garfield, like internet series, right? And it was essentially like this person doing this almost like live action Garfield thing. No. Yeah. And essentially, like it evolved into something like really fucking creepy. Really. Yeah. It was pretty. It was really fun. D- have you ever seen a Garfield without Garfield? Where it's just like it's basically it's all the Garfield comics, but with Garfield taken out, and it's just yeah. John talking to himself. Yeah. It's yeah. Really yeah. good, actually. It's something like I kind of like had like. I, what's the term I'm looking for? Like, guilty pleasure yeah. thing is like Zalgo stuff. Okay, <laughs> I love looking at the stuff that's like, like where this like entity like co- corrupts everything mm-hmm. and like turns it into like this wall of like distorted text and shit like that. And there's that one YouTube um, creator. They, they don't do a lot of stuff. Like their most famous one was. Um what was it? A username six six six. Oh yeah, but uh, the one I'm thinking of that I thought was fucking incredible was like my house tour. I think is what it's it was so called. good, dude. Yeah. It's insanely creepy. Yeah, I was on edge that entire fucking thing. Yeah, it, I'm yeah. a I'm a big fan of uh, analog horror and internet horror. Yeah, I'm always looking for new interesting things. Yeah, there's definitely a couple things like in the uh, in that sphere. I'm not the biggest fan of. Like, like there was one that was kind of just like. Five Nights at Freddy's, but bootleg edition almost. <laughs> Anything, anytime you're like, oh, it's like Five Nights at Freddy's, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I was good. like, I'm not into that. No. But yeah, like, there's times where, like, I'll read something online, you know, like, that's part of this, like, horror series that, like, does creep me out more than some movies. Oh, do. for sure, yeah. yeah. So you're, 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 not a, you're not a bitch boy for, uh, no, for that shit. Like, there's definitely times when me and John watch some stuff like that where we've been, we're both been like, oh, God, Amani. Now, if you're, if you're reading Mario. Mar, oh. And getting freaked out. I might have to drop kick you. I'm going to have to call you a bottom bitch, but. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, what was that Godzilla the one? The Godzilla one, yeah. yeah. Mario. Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Keegan, for the question, as yeah. always. Next up oh, is Goblin O'Reilly. It's your boy. <laughs> you know you're in some shit when Goblin shows up. <laughs> Sup, fuckers. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for the holidays. Yeah, Absolutely. Man. And go check out that video. It was a great time fucking talking to the QVC boys. I'm pretty sure it's on like Spotify and shit, too. I think so. Yeah. But yeah. Go support them. We love the QVC boys. Oh, yeah. We talked about our favorite Christmas horror movies. It was a good time. Yeah, and it was... It was chaos, but we loved it. Shout out to Christian for editing down what was a over five hour recording session to an hour. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. You're shout crazy. Out. Huge shout out. Yeah. I need to quit doing the shout out thing this early. Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> shout out Goblin. <laughs> Roman versus Rock, WrestleMania, not oh two main event. Now that I've got you pissed off, <laughs> let's talk about getting pissed on. Oh. What's your favorite urination scene from a movie? No. <laughs> I don't know what the hell this has to do with anything, but happy birthday, America. Here's to another 2024 years of being the greatest country ever. Much love from Quality Violence Cinema. 
<laughs> P.S. Stop trying to make Joey Ryan a thing again. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but if it did, who are you booking him against? <laughs> That's it. That's the Goblin post for this week. There's a bunch of schizo ramblings. <laughs> Fuck, I dropped my fucking... So we'll start with the last one first. Joey Ryan comes back from the ground mausoleum. <laughs> He's not actually dead, but his career is. <laughs> who are you booking him against? I know exactly who I'm booking him against. Who's that? Nick Gage. Nick Gage. And yeah. I'm like, shoot. <laughs> Although after seeing Nick Gage basically get his ass whooped by Zandig, I'm not so sure that's a good idea. <laughs> Book him against G Ravers, who's the biggest piece of shit. <laughs> Even though I'm not a fan of like his like association with XPW. Yeah. Uh Schlack. Schlack, yeah. Be like, I'll put an extra hundred in your in your envelope if you shoot on him. <laughs> <laughs> Old school fucking cardi bullshit. Just beat the dog shit out of him. Oh god. Uh favorite urination scene from a movie. Uh Singapore Sling. Oh God, Jesus! Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. That one's fucking nasty. Yeah, that whole movie. God, the fact that like, and I don't know if everybody caught on to this because you'd have to like look into the uh, Vinegar Syndrome yearly yeah. schedule thing. Dude, March they're doing a Blu-ray of Singapore Sling. I haven't been that erect in a long time. John, like, as I- a thirty-four-year-old man. <laughs> Things don't work like they used to. Especially when you're on antidepressants. Especially when you're on antidepressants. <laughs> but when I read Singapore Sling was coming, I was like, Rawr. it was like I was 22 again. <laughs> it's like a whole ass, like, fucking bodybuilding, like, forearm yeah, rose like, up. Because <laughs> I fucking love Singapore Sling. Oh, it's so good, yeah. Yeah, so I cannot wait for that. Uh, I'm going to go with the classic Last House on the Left. Yeah. Piss your pants. So fucked up. It's very fucked up. That movie's Chef Kiss. Yeah. If you just take those two fucking goofy fucking aw cops out of there, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's perfect. You know? I feel like part of it was like, man, this might be too much. Let's, it's pretty. Like, yeah. when you really strip. I would love to see like a fan edit of that movie that did take like all the comedy out. Oh, my God. Just to see what it's like. I bet it's fucking grim. Oh, yeah. It's probably like... Too, it might, might be a lot. It might be a lot like, to handle. Last House on the Left isn't really that good. You're fucking in top shop. Get yeah. You're allowed to have your opinion that you don't like it, but shut up. It is yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's good. Yeah. Happy 2024. The year of our America, apparently. <laughs> to you as well, Goblin. And everybody at QVC, Christian and Bones, we love you. Yes. John did throw up to bring in the 2024 like our promo video. I did. Yeah, 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 that's true. So, uh, <laughs> where, where we did have the fucking national anthem. anthem. <laughs> uh, go watch that. It was funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you, Goblin, for the question as always. Yes. Also, slide in the DMs. Did you watch NGI? Yeah, yeah. I thought round one was fucking awesome. Yes. Everything else was pretty good. Yeah, everything else was Round one good. was fucking great. Risa Sarah, Masha Slamovich. British chick. Can't remember her name. Uh, 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 Emerson uh, Lane? Emerson Jane. Emerson Jane. Yeah. I thought that match fucked real hard. <laughs> the fucking kendo stick shots were mm-hmm. so brutal. Yeah. So slide into those DMs, Goblin. Let us know if you're watching. <laughs> slide them DMs. Or if you watch Circle Six instead. I mean, I can't dish you too much. No, I was just fucking right yeah. <laughs> Because or Battle of Tough Guys. Yeah, yeah. I heard uh, both shows were actually good. But SPO forever. Yeah. Love SPO. Yep. But thank you, Goblin. I didn't mean to do yes. that on a somber note of a question that had Joey Ryan and pissing in it. Fuck. <laughs> Next up, Spooky Celluloid. It's your boo. Go watch Spooky Celluloid. What are you doing? Yeah, come on now. Come on. How many times do I say this? I got bricked up. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I want to recommend a YouTube channel. Oh, okay. Called 
fright crave. God damn it. It is perfect for when you're craving a fright. Anyways, did y'all get anything from the vinegar syndrome cell? If yes, which ones? Finally, did Santa bring y'all good movies? Uh, I mean... Santa brought me munchies. <laughs> Santa brought me Jess Franco. <laughs> uh, Spooky Claws brought me Jess Franco as well. But oh, yeah. He didn't yeah. love that movie, but it's okay. That's all right. It's yeah. all right, you know? Um... Uh, yeah, I, I did get on the that sale, which there's been like a kind of like a mini sale since then. The uh, the subscriber week yeah. sale, yeah. I got the uh, I got gun for Jennifer. I did too. Yeah, Untold Story two. Should have didn't. Fucking's dumb. <laughs> and I got Luz. I got the Black Room. Yeah. I got other shit too, and I can't fucking remember. I got Damselvis. I remember that one. Yeah, the, the daughter of Helvis. Daughter of Helvis. <laughs> I got Red Cockroach. I got a couple Saturn's yeah. core titles. The fuck else did I get? There was some other like vinegar syndrome stuff I've been looking at. Oh, uh, Vacation of Terror one and two. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't get to get a lot this year. Funds weren't as Thanks, strong. Severin. Yeah, which I could have just not bought those. It's true. But as I've been wanting to see Spider Labyrinth for Hell in a Day and Cemetery Man's one of my all time favorite movies, I was going to get those releases again. Like it's definitely easy to be like, oh god, you know, it's so expensive, blah blah blah, blah. which it is. It's very expensive for for especially Cemetery Man. Yeah, but. Looking at the box in person, they put in a. It's a good release. It is a really good release, and it's like I I even got in on the um, the uh, subscriber week. Yeah, I was not able to. I am broke as a joke because you boys. But that fucking Southern Comfort. Yeah. I love Southern Comfort. And they also announced the Black Cat 1 and 2, which is yeah. really cool for people. Which who... I saw Spooky grab Black Cat Yeah, 1 yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it is good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, is. I will say. It's not one of the best. Not one of the best Hong Kong action films yeah. ever. But it's got a great lead performance yeah. and some really cool imagery. Yeah, absolutely. And I've never seen Black Cat 2, so maybe it's amazing. You know? Yeah, it could be really good yeah. and we're missing out here. But yeah. As far as Santa, yeah, Santa brought me munchies. Munchies. Which I've been wanting that forever. Yeah, I also got a Jess Franco Christmas from uh, Spooky as well. Yeah. So, and I, and I watched that one. Uh, what was the fucking name of it? Fuck. We also yeah. got, it was earlier than Christmas, but we got shit from uh, 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 Herschel Claus as well. Yeah, Herschel Claus, yeah. Which he, is, he got me one I've been wanting to see for a very long time, Videophobia. Yeah, Videophobia, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure the name of it was Succubus. Succubus. Yeah. That one was fucking awesome. Sucky, 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 sucky. No, not No, no. Sucky, no. sucky, 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 sucky. No, stop, stop. <laughs> I fucking shook my head so hard, my neck popped. Everybody can get what they want. And they may have thought they got the best movie for Christmas. They ain't get munchies. They ain't get no munchies. They ain't get no goddamn munchies. You got munchies and munchies. Munchie. <laughs> I mean, that's just a bonus. I didn't get shit about munchie, actually. <laughs> I just wanted munchies. Munchies. <laughs> I've never even seen that movie. I've just seen the cover. <laughs> Mr. Park, I'm sure he'd be popped real hard for that. Uh, he Mr. loves those little like, monsters. Go, munchies. Or he was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was like, oh. But uh, thank you, Spooky, for the question. As yes. Always. Glad you enjoyed your gifts as well. Yes. You're, you're, you're welcome for the uh, fucking Laura Gimser <laughs> boobs. Boobs. In comic book form. Come book for me. Next up is the People's Mikey. People's Mikey. Howdy, my dudes. So let me talk to you. What? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome episode with Psychonaut. There was definitely some things you guys said that would make awesome song titles. <laughs> Looking forward to Psychonaut's return. I meant to ask this for the ask this for the last episode, but wanted to know what your requirements for a movie to be considered a Christmas movie. Which Oh, fuck, it's people's Mikey over here being against God, exiting out Christ. 
<laughs> we always hear that Die Hard is considered a Christmas movie. I kind of don't. Mm. Gremlins film was more like a Christmas movie, though. I don't hear many people call it one. Hope you guys stay safe and warm during winter break. Looking forward to what you guys are going to bring in 2024. Hope Sleazy Claws brought you some nasties. Budgies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Cheers. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. So, um... When it comes to Christmas movies and what it, uh, <laughs> my criteria is slim, very slim. Christmas, that's all it has to be. If it takes place on Christmas, Christmas, then it's, it's a Christmas movie. That's that's my rules. Yeah, if it has a tree in a scene, a Christmas tree in a scene, it's a Christmas movie. I do agree. It is funny that you constantly hear people be like, "Die Hard's a Christmas movie." Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Yeah, but not a lot of people make that argument for Gremlins. When Gremlins is one thousand percent a yeah. Christmas movie. <laughs> Takes place on the fucking day. Yeah, and has so much to do, like you know, Phoebe Cates' character talking about her dad trying to be Santa Claus and dying yeah. in, in the chimney, the fucking gremlin in the Christmas tree. The do you see what I see? Scene. Yeah, Gremlins is a fantastic Christmas movie. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking awesome. But I I do think Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Like I said, that's just because my personal criteria is very slim. Yeah, like I recommended a movie on the Quality Violence Cinema uh, podcast that literally has one moment. That references Christmas, and that's it. You brought up one that isn't even Christmas at all. No, well, that's because it's a, that's a, that's a tradition. Yeah, now. it's tradition. That's I culture. know. I know. I love that. It's finally the like, cult of corn up. is growing. <laughs> Everyone, do what you must. But go see the corn show. It's spooky. We're up to the score to a five because we just kept talking about it. I know. It. I know. I know. I know. I know. Fucking love that movie. It's man. so good. I don't even know what I have. Like, I have it like a four. <laughs> you have it a four. I have a four. I think it's fucking it. amazing. Yeah, that's my criteria for a Christmas movie. Yeah. It's just got to be on Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's not a very good criteria. Yeah. I love that there is a debate. It's like, oh, is it, is it, is it not a Christmas movie? It's like, ah, I think it's up to the person, honestly. Yeah, it, it's up to each individual person. Like I said, like from for me now, the corn shucker does feel like a Christmas movie because we watched it now twice yeah. on Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> it started as a meme. Yeah. I was like, we should watch the corn shucker on Christmas, and we did. It, it and was, I was like, you won't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it again. And we'll do it again. We'll probably cover the corn shucker. Oh, I, want, I definitely want to cover the corn shucker. I guess, would it be like an art house episode then? We could do it on a mild symptoms. That's true, too. But like, we do like an art house, like two or something like that. Yeah. That's, that's for further discussion later. Yeah. But thank you, people, as Mikey, for the question, as always, and being a true homie who yes. has been down since day one. Day one-ish. Yep. Next up is Peppa Chalk. Peppa Chalk. Almost forgore to post a comment, but favorite not 11 scene slash reference in a movie. <laughs> hmm. I watched the short Miss Merlada from 2019. I swear a third of it is Spooky's future wife watching 9-11 footage over and over again. <laughs> Just been thinking of your intelligent convo about American art made during the Iraq War and how it reflected of the trauma of the war. 9-11 and Columbine if I remember correctly. Think the fucked up art also came from how sanitized and uh, corp... Corp... Corporate... Corposed media was during the 90s and especially the 80s. Yeah. The horror and other transgressive movies of those times never came back through the censors in one piece. And I wish more films could have been saved during the unrated, uncut version boom of the 2000s DVD era. Hmm. As if it doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah. You know? I do I do love how this question transitioned from a, like, what's your favorite 9 11 scene in a movie, a movie. <laughs> to. 
an actual like it like very in depth conversation about like how stuff like evolved yeah. from you know Columbine you know post Columbine and nine eleven and I think we talked about a little bit of this on the episode with Silas where it's it kind of is like I feel like you can see this happen with all kinds of cinema yeah sure. from around the world when it comes to a traumatizing event yeah it's it's like with you know Japan in, in the in the nuclear the bombs. bombs I mean Godzilla minus one yeah Godzilla minus one is <laughs> all about that but like you can very much see the the change in how cinema you know came to exist just by Godzilla yeah and you see like in America like around like of course the Iraq war yeah and 9-11 and you know in particular um Oh, what was that prison that people got tortured? Guantanamo Bay. Guantanamo Bay. Like, that had a huge fucking impact on extreme cinema with stuff like fucking Hostel and Saw and yeah. August Underground. And this was also, like, the beginning of, like, the internet age. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, like, it's the biggest it's gotten now, of course. It's but crazy that more, like, extreme cinema hasn't really, like, tapped into that, like, shock video. Like, of course, Sheila's net. Yeah. But also, like, Snuff 102. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, Murder Collection is a great fucking Murder example Collection, of that. yeah, for sure. Um, because it literally plays into that whole shock video, like... Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Gore site thing. Yeah. Um, favorite 9-11 scene. I don't know if I... I don't think I have one, to be honest with you. I'll never forget this, by the way. Okay. I remember in like because I, I was in I was a JROTC kid I was in, I got I joined to essentially get out of gym class it's amazing but again I, I did like really I did like it but one day they put on American Sniper <laughs> okay and I'll never forget <laughs> like the same Chris Kyle walks into into the living room like 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 his like wife and kid are there and it's just Boom, 9-11's on the TV screen. And he's like, I gotta go to the war, essentially. I, I had to hold myself from not laughing in class. Because <laughs> I would have been seen as the biggest fucking monster ever. Well, the interesting thing about that is, like, you know, my place of employment does employ younger people. Yeah. Because, like, it's really kind of, like, ca- tailor-made for people who don't want a lot of hours. So people who are in college, shit like that. Yeah. And, like, I have a couple co-workers who are, like, 18, 19, 20. Yeah. Who weren't alive during 9-11. Yeah. And, like, the thing they know the most about 9-11 is memes. Yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, you know, today's September 11th. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. Excuse me. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, oh, Jesus Christ. Well, it's like in in one of the group chats we're in, like, it's like... Like all the nine eleven jokes that we ever had in that chat stopped, because like even though like he, uh, he you know like I won't say who it was just you know just for clarity, um, but he was like yeah I had a family member who died in nine eleven oh Jesus Christ yeah, and then we we were like oh fuck sorry dude he was like eh, fuck it plain Bush did it yeah as a joke and it's like man it, like it's one of those things like it's. You kind of forget sometimes how real it was. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you gotta be sobered up to like, like, okay, yeah, this was actually like a really horrible fucking. Yeah, thing yeah, yeah. Led to a lot of like, a lot of shit. You know, not just like it's uh, led to the the tragedy of like a losing the lives of a lot of people, but also like how it was manipulated and shit like. Oh that yeah, in the media and yeah, shit I don't really want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, shit that I don't. Yeah. Um, 
All, all I'll say it's led to a lot of the political climate that is yeah. current. But yeah. Um yeah, not not fun, not a very fun conversation to have. No, but uh, thank you, Peppa Chuck, for the question yeah. as always. Are you proud of me? I didn't do a British accent this time. Yeah, I'm proud of you. He's the only man that lives on the Isle of Man. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> John be like, it's, it's the, the Isle, Isle of, of Man. It's the Isle of One Man, Peppa. <laughs> <laughs> Single person. He's the king of the Isle of Man. <laughs> He rules over them all with his memes. <laughs> his memes. <laughs> uh, his memes and shit posts. Next up is carl.kr.07. It's Carl. Since this is probably the last episode of the year. <laughs> <laughs> we suck. What were your favorite episodes you did this year? Ooh. That's tough. That's really tough, yeah. Um, like I, I had to like look through it. I really loved the... Um, the John the Doe interview. Yeah. About the art of self-harm. I thought that was probably our best interview we've ever done. Yeah. Um, which I'm looking forward to people hearing the Cole Collectibles interview, too, because I thought that was a fucking really good one as well. Yeah, yeah, it was a great I one. I think we've gotten better at doing the interviews. Oh, yeah. Um, I really love that one. Of course, I love the Don Dollar episode with Mr. Parker, especially with yeah. the reveal at the end. Yeah. And Mr. Parker wasn't like this massive fan. Don Dollar fan. Of Don Dollar. Uh, anytime we get to talk to Spooky and Herschel, that's always fun. Uh, the Solace episode was great. Solace episode. The Bones episode was great. Yeah. Um, like honestly, like the Jess Franco episode was is like early on in the year was one of my favorites we've done. Yeah, I really love that one too. Because um, it was just. Like, it, it was, again, the longest one we've done, but Jesus, it was a lot of fun to do. Um, um, and all the mild symptoms have been a good time. Yeah. Sound of summer. The Gore Trilogy with Steven was great. Oh, yeah. Having Steven on this year has been really good. Like I said, Bones, hmm. the interviews we've done with Dave Jackson and Guy, yeah. you know, getting that, you know, building that kind of relationship with those guys, because I'm just, we're just huge fans of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're on Instagram now, so yes, yes, yeah, show me something them. wrong. Um, man, the, the, Phil, oh. the Phil Prince one that might one be great. as far as like just episodes we did, might be my favorite episode of the year. Oh my god, it was so good. I just thought it was like <laughs> it was one of my favorite preps. Yeah, that was one of the funniest fucking episodes we've ever done. <laughs> Uh yeah, I don't know. That might be my favorite. I just as bad as that may sound. Yeah, the Phil Prince episode might have been my favorite episode of the year. <laughs> one of my favorite episodes of the year too was the Paradise Lost one. Yeah, like like on a more heavy, uh, note, more I serious guess. note. Yeah, because I feel like we actually did a very very good job of actually covering, you know, what was truly awful, yeah. and also talking about some of the more lighter moments. Mm. Um. But yeah, like I felt like it was one of our best years. Yeah, I did too. I thought we were pretty consistent with our uh, quality yeah. of episodes and some all-time moments. Oh my god, yeah. And uh, more guests, like I said, like, like just you know the last ep- what ended up being the last episode yeah, yeah. of the year was Psycho Not. I was a fucking amazing episode. Mm-hmm. I really love talking to Silas. He's a great fucking person. Yeah, he gave some incredible insight to Midori. <laughs> Uh, just fucking good shit. Oh, yeah. Good shit all around. Good shit all around. Uh, but, yeah. Thank you, Carl, for the question. Yes. It was all around a great year. Yeah. When it comes to podcasting, anyway. We gotta get through these. This is, this is yeah, yeah. This long, long fucking ass. question segment. Next up is Space Ghost Andy. It's Andy. Andy! What's your favorite and least favorite Christmas movie slash special? Favorite Christmas movie slash special. Hmm. I mean... 
I think we all know what it is. Yeah. He's the best Bentley Whopper in the world. <laughs> God. Like, That's my least favorite. Yeah. Probably. Uh, my favorite, like, the thing is, my favorite Christmas movie of all time is Christmas Evil. Yeah. But to try to not go horror is hard. Is hard, but I will shout out one that I watched this year that held a lot of nostalgia for me and held up better than I ever thought it was going to. Yeah. And that is Jingle All the Way with <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. <laughs> I really liked it. I thought it was just a fucking amazing time. Um, of course, like, one I always go with when it comes to, like, non-horror, like, Christmas movies is A Christmas Story. Mm-hmm. I do love that movie. I do, too. I, I am burned out on it. I am a, I am a bit, too. I have not watched it in, like, the last two, three years, but yeah. it is, yeah, it, it, it's a fucking great movie. I thought the sequel was actually pretty good. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was kind of, it, it was, was like, charming. amazing, but it, yeah. was, it was just a fun little charming movie that kind of, like, held its own place in, like, that. But not the older sequel, the newest yeah, one. Yeah. No. Yeah, uh, uh, when it comes, but least favorites, again. <laughs> he's God. the best belly whopper. That's not even the worst one. I, I've talked he's about it. He's the best belly whopper. Yeah, the one you're going to bring up probably is actually the worst. Grandma got ran over by a fucking reindeer. That is a fucking abysmal. I'll, for movies, what about like Christmas with the Cranks? That movie kind of sucks. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I watched that one. I, I don't think I was Home Alone three. Is that even a Christmas, Ooh, is that even a Christmas movie? I don't even know. But <laughs> fuck that. Oh, There's God. some people who are like that's their favorite. Really? Yeah. Why? <laughs> I Why? Have, I, I can tell an answer, but I don't think I'm allowed. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> to say that. <laughs> so oh, no. we're just gonna move on. Well, you tell me after we. I'll tell you pause, when we pause. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Um. <sighs> huh. You just tell me later. I can't read lips. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what, what, I can't what, you didn't get it that time. Whatever. No. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Christmas movies. They're yeah. fun. I love Christmas movies. Yeah, yeah. Christmas movies are always a fun time to watch. What um, about a holiday horror story? A.K.A. Christmas horror story in that debacle. Oh, that's a debacle. I have the slipcover that says a holiday horror story. You do. And I always call it a holiday horror story because that's what the slipcover says. Yeah. So in my head... It's holiday. It's horror a holiday story. horror story. Yeah. The movie's actually called uh, Christmas Horror Story. What's well, like? Well, we talked about this. Like, what if someone who like does not celebrate Christmas and is like, you know, <laughs> oh hell yeah, it's gonna oh, have Hanukkah in it. Yeah, and it's like, no, nah, it's just Christmas. Oh, damn it! <laughs> it's like, sorry. <laughs> That's the worst part of that movie. Ever. Oh my god! That fucking cover. That one segment. It's so, so ass, fucking yeah. bad. Yeah. And you have to keep going back to it, though. That's the problem. Belly Whopper. Various Belly Whopper. We'll never see. It's like, what is a Belly Whopper? Nobody knows. I know it's him sliding on his stomach, but not who calls it that? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Space Goes Andy, for the question, as always. Yes. Last but certainly not least, to wrap up this mammoth fucking Jesus list. Christ. that we got that many questions. We're just we, we fucking just, idiots. We haven't been on mic in a minute. Uh, oh, uh, you nasty. <laughs> John's over here belly whopping. I am belly whopping. Gumby couch. Gumby couch. Sup, butter sausage boys. Butter sauce. We ain't done that one in a minute. Butter sausage. Butter sausage. Given the obligatory Santa Claus season is here. <laughs> womp, 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 womp. 
My question has a spin on it. In your opinion, which of Jimmy Screamer Claus's works do you find? Wait, wait, wait. Which of Jimmy Screamer Claus's works do you find on your top in his work? Hmm. And uh, y'all fuck with MC Bushpig or Messenger <laughs> of Shit? <laughs> Who the fuck? <laughs> Hope y'all have a good one. And John. Don't let the general of dollars keep you down. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Um, Jimmy Screamer Claus, what do you find to be the top of his work? I have not seen the Scuzzies. I've not seen the Scuzzies either. Or what was that one? Like, I don't know how to say it. It's like A E S T I C. Is it like aesthetic or something like that? No, I butchered that. I'm going to get laughed at. When Blackbirds Fly. That's my favorite as well. It is. I'm actually a big fan of Jimmy Screamer. Yeah, me too. His work. I think he is a fucking brilliant mind in the underground animation, yeah. animation world. Would love to see him do more stuff. It's like Where the Dead Go to Die is a movie we're definitely going to end up covering at some point. Yeah, for sure. And probably even when Blackbirds oh, Fly. Oh, we're definitely yeah. going to do when Blackbirds Fly. We probably could just do a Jimmy Screamer Claus episode at this point. Yeah. We just have to get the other two. The Scuzzies. Yeah, the Scuzzies and the other one that I'm not going to try to pronounce again. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh... What, like honestly, like where the dead go to die is legit. Like one of the most fucked up movies I've ever seen. It really is. And I know it gets a lot of shit for like the voice acting and the animation, which I'll give uh, you know a little bit there. The voice acting, especially for the the, the kid, Labby, Labby. It's not what great. Do you mean, <laughs> but, I like that movie a lot. Yeah, though. it's. Like, I remember the first time I watched it. it fucked with me yeah like the first time you see speaking of voice acting and voice acting in the movie that I think is really fucking good oh Labby Labby oh my when god like, you gotta do it <laughs> you know, it was like I just remember being like this it was like one o'clock two o'clock in the morning I was delirious because I've been up all day and like I was just like I was not in the right frame of mind to watch Where the Dead Go to Die. <laughs> it it f- fucking, like, <laughs> it rocked my world. <laughs> it's like, I remember uh, my, my friend Doug was like, I want to watch it, I want to watch it. I'm like, no, you don't. Well, it got the reputation. It's like, oh, it's the worst animated movie of all time. Yeah. Which is such bullshit. But- yeah, fuck off. Uh, but, like, I don't think that was why he wanted to watch it, because I think I brought up at one point, I was like, yeah, this movie's, like, fucked up, fucked up. He's like, oh, let's watch it. I'm like, dude, no. It's bad. It's, it's bad. Yeah, it's, it's rough. He was like, just put it on. And then I put it on, and the entire room was silent. Yeah. <laughs> like, normally, normally, we'll goof around and, like, riff on movies and stuff, like like me and you do, of course. Mm-hmm. Silence. And after it was over, he was like, yeah, I should, I should not have done that. <laughs> it's rough. It's a rough movie. It's a lot rougher than people give it credit for. Um, but when Blackbirds Fly, like, even though it's messed up in its own right, it's a, like a trip. Yeah. And that's why there's a lot of comedy in it as well. A lot of comedy, and it's playing dystopias. Yeah. Amazing. And David Firth. Yeah, David Firth's in it, yeah. Which I'm a big David Firth fan, too, so. Which another animal. Yeah, he's a bird. Talking, which yeah. is. He's like a bird. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I'm a big Jimmy Screamer Claus fan. I think his yeah, it's fucking awesome, and we're definitely gonna cover him at one point. Oh yeah, and I try to not to let the Dollar General keep me down, but uh, it keeps my man down. It does. Now, as far as MC Bush Pig and Passenger of Shit, I don't know what that is, <laughs> so I apologize. <laughs> I love those names, though. Yeah. MC Bushpig is a wild... Have you ever heard of 
MC Little Pickle. <laughs> MC Little Pickle. Oh God! <laughs> Bring back the classics. Apparently, that I do not remember being classic. People, people do, apparently. Yeah. But yeah, there it is. There's the listener portion. Thank Woo! you, Gumby Couch. You are the shit. Yes, greatly appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you all for thank all the everybody. questions. Sorry, Stephen. Again, these. Yeah, sorry, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> all these people are super sick and super fucking cool. And you know how you can be just as cool as them? You can put a comment. I'll just do it. You can yeah. drop a line at sickoncinema at gmail.com. Or you can wait to the week of the episode. We are mostly a bi-weekly podcast. Yes. And on our Instagram page, which is Sick On Cinema Podcast, yeah. we'll post a lovely image of Dancing Skeleton that says we are taking questions, and you can ask in the comments section below. Yes. I got to refill some water. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. When we come back, we're going back into the dreary world of sleazy sex that's not very erotic no and it's kind of sad very sad <laughs> of Hisiyasu Sato as the boys were making fun of me that's the only Japanese name I can say <laughs> it's kind of true <laughs> my man t- took Japanese for like a week and quit <laughs> it was taking him too much time anyways <laughs> we'll be right back here yes. on Sick on Cinema Cinema we don't do that that's not the end no that's at the end yeah Sorry, Steven. <laughs> Sorry, Steven, again. Yeah, sorry, bud. What do you want? I don't let me do it again, please. Attention, hungry housewives. You must see housewife. Overfed and underloved. She'll try anything. Would you like a drink? Housewife. She has nothing to lose. Well, 3.30 o'clock. That's how I'm going to bang the hell out of her and cut her throat. Ginny Berlin, the heartbreak kid, does it again. You are dangerously ill. I love you. Yafet Koto, as Bone, does it again and again. Don't come calling me names, lady. I'm just a big black butt doing what's expected of him. Housewife. A movie every housewife must see. Housewife. She has nothing to lose. <laughs> welcome back, everybody. What's up? <laughs> you're welcome back here on Sick on You're going to hit record on me right there. <laughs> I was uh, doing the, the thing Spooky sent to us, mocking uh, noise music. I got, wait, hey, man, I got something for you on here. Yeah. Are you ready? Oh, oh, hang on. Wait. There it is right there. Yeah, and middle finger right to the face. Stone Cold style. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah, son. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, we're back. We are back, yes. This might be the quickest turnaround from a uh, part one to part two ever. Yes. Uh, again, this was scheduled to be later in the year. I don't, we kind of just changed it last minute. Yeah, I don't even remember why. Uh, I don't really either. You were just like, oh, let's do this instead. I think it's because we've kind of both been on a, a Sato kick. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so the first episode we did was uh, with Mr. Parker. Yes. We covered the works of Sato. We included, we did a Lolita Vibrator Torture. Splatter Naked Blood. And uh, Rewind. Yes. Which I need to rewatch now that I'm more familiar with Sato's yeah. audio work. Rewind is fucking awesome. Yeah, see, everybody says that, and I give it kind of a low score, so I feel like I need to go back and... It's like a Pinku uh, Peeping Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know... The first time we did uh, the the Sato episode, I wasn't actually very familiar with his work. Yeah. I knew who he was. I knew his reputation, but I had not delved into a lot of it. Yeah. In fact, Lolita Vibrator Torture going in was the only Sato film I'd ever seen. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, um, 
yeah, you know, after that episode, you know, because of that episode and listening to Mr. Parker talk about Sato stuff, listening to Show Me Something Wrong, where Dave Jackson is a huge Sato fan. Yeah. At the time, Herschel was uh, talking about a lot of Sato stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, this year, I deep dived into Sato quite a bit. Uh, in fact, on Letterboxd, he's my number one director. Yeah, and uh, one of his uh, primary actors was my top actor of the year top director was ron orman because i deep dived that box set so there's that it was like 11 of his movies or something like that it's kind of crazy it's crazy but yeah all of them were ass besides like (laughs) three or four but like uh i became a pretty big fan of sato and his work like Mm -hmm. now i've seen stuff like hundred cents of touch yeah brain sex uh bondage ecstasy bondage ecstasy pervert ward as, as an m clinic yeah you know just i've seen a lot of his stuff now i watched uh Molest- refugia <laughs> yeah refugia i watched a uh, molester's train uh dirty behavior which is a fucking wild title <clears throat> it's a great fucking movie though yeah um bondage ecstasy uh love minus zero which is my second time watching it this of the of the throughout the year was um, it lady by the Oh, um, Poaching by the Water. Yeah, Lady Poaching by the Water. A.K.A. Horse Woman Dog. Yeah. <laughs> this is a fucking great movie. Yeah. And Sato is such an interesting director because it's like, you know, he he primarily pretty much like did his work in the realms of Pinku Cinema. Yeah. Which if you're unfamiliar with Pinku Cinema, it's basically Japanese erotica. was kind of curated for a specific style of theater, which is the Pinku Cinemas. It was very much like a softcore erotica, usually. Yeah. Since it was like, you know, the, the equivalent of like the porn theaters in 42nd Street. Yeah, and... On top of that, this was before uh, the kind of like JV boom too. Yeah, that took off, which um, kind of killed Pingu in a way. I mean, it's still it's it had, not as per, it is still around, but it's not as predominant as it used to be. It's not as you know predominant as it used to be, definitely. But I will say, like, there was a revitalization of it in the two thousands. There was, yeah, and um, a lot of a lot of movies were made by a lot of you know well known directors for that movement. Yeah. Uh, including uh, director of uh, <laughs> Dog and Odd. <laughs> also, Sion Sono did as well. Yeah, yeah. Sion Sono did uh, anti porno. Anti porno. And again, like a lot of the times, like the Pinku films, like up until like Woman in a Box, and you know films like that, did not have a lot of like hardcore elements because it was kind of outlawed. Yeah. You like there was a long time where like the sex and stuff in Pinku films had to be simulated. Yeah. Um, with some like very rare exceptions having versions that somehow were able to make it overseas yeah usually from a form of bootlegging of, of sort what was the big one was it in the realm of the senses in the realm of the senses I think it's like the big one where it was like it was a Japanese like kind of pinku kind of nakatsu realm of yeah. Boy, where it was like uncensored mm. or like you know dick and balls and pussies were everywhere uh, I don't I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I know about that one. I think it's called In the Realm of Senses. Well, I know there's, of course, Tampon Tango. Tampon Tango. Which, again, fucking insane movie. That's a JAVO. It is. Um, but, like, it was. Un- that one was un- uncensored because there was. The un- uncensored version was essentially given to, like, video stores. Mm-hmm. We're not given, or they were able to get access to it, and they're yeah. like, it's like, I have the, un- the uncut version of this. Yeah. And, Kind of like almost like a form of video black market. Yeah. Because again, uncensored uh, genitals in Japan are uh, no go. Yeah. Or penetration in general is a no go. Yeah. But like, um, 
you know, like so, like these Pinku theaters, a lot of times, and the Pinku companies would like basically assign a, a filmmaker a specific, a director and a writer a specific fetish, or even like kink. Yeah, and like they would basically, or a scenario. Yeah, like like something like Molester Train or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. And basically, they would create a film within that within that sphere. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and like <laughs> it's interesting too because like a lot of like the like the for instance like the Four Devils of Pinku. Yes, uh, which I cannot remember all their names right now. But, but Sato is one of them. Yeah. Um, you know, like the, their work was far more transgressive and yeah. like, experimental than it had any right to be. Yeah, I don't what it was supposed to be. Like you, you just imagine, like, like I, I can't like when I watch a movie like um, and maybe Love Minus because Love Minus is a little later in like that movement. Yeah, with Forsato, but like for instance, like Survey Map or Muscle. I sit there watching, like, who's jerking off to this? Yeah, because ultimately that is the like goal of these films is to be erotic and arousing. Yeah. And but it's like when you're watching Sato's work, and it's like it's so dreary and dark. Yeah, it's very. Bleak. Somber, yeah. yeah, and it's like, who's getting off to this? This just, but again, at the same time, like in the U.S., there was movies of similar nature. Like, hers has been watching a lot of that stuff recently too, and been talking about it. And uh, what was what was it? The one he was watching it was like, was it getting personal or something like that? Which again, it looked like on the like the cover art and stuff. It kind of looks like a like goofy like porno from like the seventies. In you know eighties or whatever, but apparently it's like really like sad and depressing. It's like there like, are artistic porn for sure. Yeah, in, in like the seventies roughy scene, uh, they're fewer and far between. I would say than like the the pinku and Nikatsu Roman porno yeah. stuff in Japan. Um, but like even like the roughy stuff, I can at least point to who it's for. Yeah, perverts. Yeah, who have you know rape fetishes essentially. Yeah, yeah, or rape fantasies. You know. Yeah, I would say, like, in a lot of, like, the 70s, like, erotica stuff, like, a lot of times, like, they would take, like, goofy scenarios, like, like Deep Throat, for example. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, her clitoris is in her throat. Yeah. Which and, there's shit like that in Japan, too, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, there's a lot of goofy-ass, goofy all. I mean, Bondage Ecstasy, to an extent, it's has pretty goofy that, yeah. all times, you know what I mean? It's one of the few, like, if you call a Sato movie goofy all, it's that one. It is Bondage Ecstasy. But, like, I guess what I'm getting at is just, like, it's just so interesting that, like, this guy who I, who I genuinely consider, like, a genius filmmaker, yes. who, like, had one of the most distinct styles of any filmmaker I've ever seen. Yeah. Where you constantly hear that, like, that, like, um, cliche where it's like, oh, you see one frame of this guy's movie, you know who directed it. Yeah. Sato. Is, is is that to a T? Yes, to. I could tell yeah. you it's a Sato movie by his text. Yep. You know Absolutely. I mean? By his title sequence, I can tell you it's a Sato movie because it's yeah. so distinctly him. Yes. And I would almost describe his stuff as a less like like gory, of course, like version of like he's like Japanese Cronenberg. He is a little Japanese Cronenberg. Where a lot of it plays with technology and it plays with like the human psyche. Yeah, like take the body horror aspect out yeah. of Cronenberg, which there's a little bit of that too, but yeah, very different. But like that, like technological style horror. The body horror is less of like people mutating and more of. The I guess these people's like AIDS. Well, there's that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that happens in two of these movies, but um, it does. <laughs> essentially, it's more of like one's kind of a spoiler, so we won't necessarily. Like, yeah, yeah. But as a, like uh, the whole like like thing when it comes to, like Sato's stuff is like 
like in comparison to Cronenberg, it's his whole thing again. As I said, is like less of people mutating and more of people like in their like sexual fantasies and stuff. And like the technology aspect of it too is like I can't even sit here say like like Cronenberg definitely like plays a lot in like the fear of technology. Yeah, and, and the the rapid growing of technology where Sato like uses technology in a much more voyeuristic aspect yes. where it's like connecting people. Yeah, or watching people. Mm-hmm. You know, like he like he loves to use videotapes. Yeah, and it's like as a yeah yeah tape static is a big thing in his movies too, like like when you watch you know rewind it's the whole thing is this voyeuristic look into crimes, mm-hmm. but and again the whole thing is because the the killer of that movie is a peeping tom it's almost jolloy it's almost mm-hmm. it's very slasher esque in its own way and, and like there's a lot of like aspects so like a lot of motifs that Sato like hits on quite a bit like isolation and loneliness yeah um technology like you said voyeurism you know like these 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 ideas and these themes play a lot aids is another Mm. one uh bondage is another one he really likes a lot yeah you know there's a lot of um a lot of this motifs are in like all of sato's work like not that every sato film is a bondage movie but he did a lot of bondage movies he did yeah and like a lot of them like are not even like uh like what's the word I'm looking for like erotic. Ma- no, no not 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 erotic like I'm talking about like I guess like presented as like like at first as bondage and then it kind of like escalates to that point mm-hmm. where like one of the movies we're talking about definitely does that where it's like it kind of just starts with like you know computers and stuff and then it escalates into you know more of the like tech like almost like technology mixed with sexuality yeah and it's like we talked about like with like like his like you see his title sequence and you know it's sato it's because it's, it's almost always a computer screen yeah with these blue text on it yep like as soon as you see that, and it starts to do that, dun 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 dun, in movie, yeah. I'm, like, I'm watching a Sato movie. Yep. <laughs> or usually We're in Sato Land, <laughs> or it has someone introducing what's happening mm-hmm. with some kind of like ambient like music over. Like Love Mana Zero, it's like he likes incorporated narration. Yes. Whereas like it's not narration. The character's talking to somebody, but it starts off camera and then goes on to camera. Yes. Like in Love Mana Zero. Yeah. And that happens uh, in a lot of his other stuff too, of course. And it all like kind of uh, it doesn't really blend together because all these movies are very different. They're very distinct. Yes, but it's they, interesting because like they're all distinctly his, but they're all unique. Yeah, it's very it very much like shows his style. His style is unlike anyone else. Yeah, and he he'll play in like you know. Sorry about that. <laughs> John's ADD hard at work here. Oh yeah, I gotta focus on this battery so it helps me think. <laughs> My God, <laughs> um, like you know, and like what's uh, another thing that's very unique about Sato too is like he would play in the homosexual yeah realm of Pinku as well. Like yeah, he did quite a few, and we're talking about one of them today. Yeah. So, and it, it it is very interesting because like he's a director who, like, and again, like almost progressive in his like filmmaking because it's like. He's a director who was directing, you know, most like mostly, you know, heterosexual, uh, uh, you know, pinku films. But then he would go on to do, you know, some, you know, gay, gay ones as well. And like some directors would do that too. But it seemed like he was one of the only ones that primarily did both. Yeah, he would jump back and forth. Yeah, which is very interesting. It is very interesting. Yeah. 
Sato is fucking incredible. He's, yes. You know, he's definitely like, I know Mr. Parker, based as Mr. Parker. Yeah. On the uh, the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror Top 50 Directors yeah. episode had Sato in his top 50. Yeah. Which, yeah, based as Mr. Parker, because I think 100% Sato is one of the best of all time. Yeah, he absolutely is. He just happens to play in this strange realm of Binku cinema. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. I will say when it comes to his movies, you have to kind of have to prepare yourself for what you're going to be watching. There's good and bad places to start with Sato. Yeah. And honestly, like, the more I watch this stuff, Splatter Naked Blood is the worst place you can start. Yeah, because you'll expect everything to be like that, and it's not. Yeah, it's not. Although I'll say there's a lot of distinct Sato shit in Splatter Naked Blood. Yes. It doesn't quite look like Sato's work. Yeah. Um, but you got the sexual aspect is there. Yeah. You got the eyeball stuff. There's a lot of eyeball stuff in Sato yeah. movies. <laughs> there's one I watched from him. Like someone, someone doesn't doesn't someone like lick an eyeball or oh, something yeah. like that. that yeah, a couple times in Sato movies. Yeah, yeah. like that. Even in some, I think it happens in the soft skin. Which yeah, shout out, big shout out. Show me something wrong. Yeah, our episodes accidentally correlated yeah. together because they're, they're doing Sato as well. Yeah, they're doing soft skin. Yeah, so that's exciting. I love that yeah. movie. But I think someone looks an eyeball in that movie, too. Dude. Yeah, I don't like that. But Yeah, it's a fucking good way to get pink and it's eye. Like, one more thing about just Sato in general before we like delve into the films. Yeah. It's like even like when a movie of his isn't like overtly disturbing. Yeah. There's always something eerie about it. Yes. That you can't quite put a finger on it, right? Like, even though something like, like let's take, like, we talk about Bondage Ecstasy. Yeah. Bondage Ecstasy is technically a Sato comedy. Yeah. Technically. But it's also it still has this overwhelmingly like this overwhelming feel of uh, loneliness, dread. And, yeah, like earlier on in the episode, in the que- the like the question aspect. God damn it! Sorry. <laughs> Helps me think. Helps me think. We just drop this battery on air. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, we talk about liminal spaces, right? And his movies almost feel liminal and... Um, they feel apocalyptic in a way. Yeah. Where it's like, even when there's people around, they're the only people there. Yes. It's the, it's the, Especially the, in like Survey Map and Muscle yeah. uh, in particular. I would even say Love Monus as well because like there's a whole scene in that movie, which we'll, again, we'll get in, into in depth here in just a few, but... Where it's like, the you know these people are you know are walking around and they're you know they're going about their normal lives, but these two people are the only ones that matter in that frame. Yeah, because they're the only they're essentially the only ones there. Yeah, the, the yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know if that makes sense. Like his stuff does feel very liminal and, uh, you know, I, I guess like dystopian in a way. Yeah, dystopian in a way. There's another term I'm looking for, and I just cannot come up with it right now. But you know, I feel like I feel like liminal is a good way of describing his movies. They're very lonely feeling. Sometimes they're very claustrophobic, though, too. Yeah, it's true too. Yeah, for reasons. Yes. But anyways, so yeah, what are we covering this time? Let's just, let's just go ahead and jump on in. Yes. Double foot stomp on in. We're starting at 1988. Yes. Which I would say from about 98 to probably like what 95. Yeah. It's probably peak Sato. Yes, pro- pro- probably. Probably you can go back maybe a little bit 87, 87. And there's good shit in, outside of that time frame as well, of course. But like, I, I think a lot of people think that is the golden age of like not yeah. just Sato, but kind of Pinku cinema in general. Yeah, definitely. Um, this is Sir, which I fucking love this title of this movie. Even so though I, the more I think about it, I'm like, does it make sense to the movie? I don't know, actually. It doesn't matter. It's a great title. Survey Map of a Paradise Lost. 
It's such a good title. All these movies have fucking great titles. They do. Which I don't know if like he came up with the title or if that was like another title. A writer did yeah. it or like the company's like here's your title, good luck. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I definitely feel like with a lot of his movies, like and you can see it with like like some of his movies get titles for Ameri- not American, Jesus, for English speaking audiences, right? Where like sometimes the, the subtitle will be like this is blah 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 blah, aka this, and like in one of them I watched it was like aka this. AKA this, yeah. AKA this, yeah. They all have like, cause like a lot of times too, it's like you know, John the Doe talked about this in like his video about like JVs, yeah. Like, well, his collection video where he talked about the JVs, where it's like a lot of time the collectors created these names, right? Yes. Like definitely, like I feel like something like naming Jess, yeah, was not the original title of that movie, no. And that was something that was called. Uh, elsewhere to kind of like yes. simplify it, right? What's well, like Squirmfest? Exactly, that's what I'm getting at. It's like Squirmfest, like it has a code, and the codes are how you found, you know, the JAV stuff. Still to this day, it's how you find them. But when it comes to a lot of those, like they have like these long titles, but when someone you know in you know a english speaking sphere who does you know does not speak you know japanese gets a hold of this stuff they're like well what the fuck is this yeah the first time a lot of this stuff got saw in like the states was completely untranslated yeah so it's like all right what is it we got a woman yeah we got a horse hmm. we got a dog horse woman dog horse woman dog there you go <laughs> i could be wrong about that maybe that was like one of the titles for the movie but it yeah. just seems like when you have titles like Love Minus Zero equals Infinity and Summary mm. Map of Paradise Lost or even the other title for Horse Woman Dog Poaching is, by the Water yeah Lady Poaching by the Water something like Naming Jess which has yeah. another title too about something like Waves yeah and it's a way prettier sounding title yeah. I just don't imagine that Sato was like yeah Naming Jess but at the same time I could also see him doing that because he has like molester strain dirty behavior yeah that was a very that was a trend it was yes in Pinkus as well you know what I mean but there's like some Pinkus have like these very ambiguous titles and some of them like I came across this one it's like Rope and Boys yeah but then when you like look into the movie it's like this like essentially like this like this gay pingu film taking place during like with like Nazi shit and stuff yeah and it's like what the fuck well Nikatsu did it too yeah it wasn't just pingu stuff no 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 know? no which the only difference between like pingu and like Nikatsu Roman pornos is, is the studio Nikatsu yeah. made the Roman pornos yes anyways, uh, like like for instance like was it like uh, Nurse Diary Sticky Finger yeah. or Wicked Finger yeah and like, even like Nikatsu's stuff is higher production usually yeah 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 they had more of a budget to work Zoom. with up colon the beaver book girls yeah or you know <laughs> rape apartment or something like that yeah so like they did that too that was just that was a thing you know yeah I mean? like th- that's how you identify like all right this is the molester train series yeah colon this is the movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> but yeah anyways survey map of a paradise lost from 1988 yes directed by hisiasu sato i don't think i gotta say that but i did yeah i, I mean i feel like that's why people are here this <laughs> is yeah. the Sato. It is. Too. It is unfortunate that we're starting with this one. Yeah, because this one had me uh, a little confused. I won't lie. Yeah, this one's like, oh my god, that dog just scared the ever loving dog shit out of me. Totally <laughs> <laughs> losing his mind again. Shut up, dog. <laughs> Shut your mouth, dog. Anyways, yeah, like I like this movie quite a bit. Spoiler. Yeah, uh, but th- there was parts of this one that I was definitely a little lost. Yeah, I was too. And uh, the thing is, like, it, it of course it's really fucking good, but it is like I don't know if I fully understand, especially the ending. Yeah, the ending, which I won't spoil. The ending of this one definitely was like I 
don't know if I quite understand exactly what is going on. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have a good grasp on it, but not certain. What's well, like again? We'll get to muscle later too. But for some reason, my dumbass thought he, he was a serial killer. Yeah, no, that don't happen in that movie. No. But anyways, survey map of Paradise Lost. I'm gonna keep doing this like I did the Santa uh, Summer. Santa Summer. Let's let's not do that. <laughs> Basically, what we have here is we have a, a journalist by the name of Nuku, 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 Nukata. Nukata. I got there eventually. <laughs> oh yeah. Who? Uh, and this, this thing too that I think adds to it is like I feel like there's like some cultural things in this one hmm. that if I understood more, I'd get the movie a little bit better. Right. Because there he is investigating a thing called. A phone sex club. Yeah, which, um, again, we've watched a movie that kind of plays with that same thing, which is Eat the Scroll Girl. Eat the Scroll Girl, yeah. Which I definitely need to rewatch now that I am a fan of this kind of cinema, so. And, and like, when you hear phone sex, you immediately think about, you know, phone sex, having sex on the phone, right? Yeah. That's not seems to be what this is. It seems to be you call this number and you meet up with somebody. It's almost like uh, what Craigslist was, you know, people yeah, on Craigslist were doing. Before the internet, yeah. Before that fucking went up in a fucking <laughs> shit storm. So he's, uh, he, he, he's investigating this phone sex club, and he meets up with one of the workers who is Midori, which I thought was yeah. really funny. Yeah, go. Coming off Midori. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like, this is a sequel. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> who is a part-time worker at the sex club, and uh, he's, in, he's interviewing her when she she's picked up by this guy named Kiyahara. Mm. Uh, Kiyahara seems to be a regular client of this phone sex club. However, Kiyahara is a bit of a bit of a sadist. Yes, he is a uh, yeah, he's very much a sadist. And he he himself like he's like a you say he's a journalist, right? Not Kiyahara. No. No. Okay. S- fuck. <laughs> Kiyahara is the guy who's on the tape. See, it took me a little bit to fully get a grasp of all of that because I was like, okay, we have a, we have someone who is essentially like, what, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not, not a prostitute for say, but a Midori. Um, yeah, we have Midori who She's is basically a prostitute. Yeah, uh, sex worker. We'll say that. Yeah, just to play, play it safe, I guess. <laughs> Um, like essentially a sex worker. There's a journalist, and then there's this the, the, our lead guy, essentially who you know is the the sadist in question you're yes. talking about. Yes, who he works a lot with computers. I remember that. But well, he's like, which is minor spoiler. Yeah, he's putting himself onto the computer. Yeah, for reasons. For uh, for reasons. For yeah. reasons. We'll put it there. Um, but Kiyohara is a bit of a sadist. Who, uh, as the film goes along, increases in his like, he escalates in his violence, in his sexual, yeah, to the point where uh, we are led to believe that possibly, yeah, Midori murders him. Yes. So then it becomes that Nakuda begins to investigate whether or not Midori killed him or not, and what the connection to uh, Kiyahara's wife, played by the amazing Kiyomiya Ito, yeah. who's in all three of these movies, I believe. I think so, yeah. And she is outstanding. She's always yeah. fucking incredible in all these movies. Yeah. Um, who has this weird tick where she itches all the time. Yes. Which is, like, and that's another thing with Sato's movies, is a lot of characters have these very odd character traits. Mm-hmm. And this is just one of them and it's I don't really understand why this is such a thing I mean we, we know why it's a thing it's because mm. well 
she's essentially addicted to uh, what was it? Was it was it, was it was it heroin? It was some kind of drug. It was some drug. I don't remember exactly what. It's been a minute since we've watched these. Unfortunately, because <laughs> yeah. I puked my guts up. But yeah, but like she's a, she's a, you know addicted to this drug, and essentially without you know having it, she starts itching. Mm-hmm. So and she started, at one point she's like bound. Yeah, and she's like I you know you let you know get me out of you know get me out of this so I can scratch these itches or you know take my you know take my medicine. And she's like no, absolutely not. Yeah, well that's because Kiyahara, like I said, is a sadist. Yeah, right? he's yeah. He increases in his like sadism as the film goes along. Yeah, until you get to this incredible fucking murder sequence. <laughs> Fuck yeah, in, it's in, the, in the hotel room, which is extremely brutal. And like, there's a really interesting dream sequence too. Where, yeah, uh, uh, Nakuda believes like it has this like fantasy that he's there. Yeah, which begins to kind of implement this like weird like idea that maybe him and Kiyohara are one and the same. Yeah. Which is something I've kind of thought about the movie, but again, that's not really a spoiler. It's hard to spoil a Sato movie because Sato movies are very much about like living in the moment. Yes, and it, it definitely like it's in the, his movies definitely like play things almost within the span of like a like, uh, like a week. Yeah, right. Where it's not really like as much like just like oh here's the here's the plot here's this here's this here's this. It's more of like. The, a day in the lives of these people, mm-hmm. and it just so happens that their lives are, you know, definitely out there sometimes. <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of like stuff in this film, like which he does a lot in other movies as well, where it kind of plays with reality and time. Yes. Where like at one point Midori's like talking to uh, Kiyahara mm. about seeing a girl commit suicide and yeah. wishing it was her. Yes, which begins to implement this like. Again, this idea that maybe they that was her. Yeah. Like, is any of this real? Is this all a, like a hellish fantasy? You know. Like, yeah. Is this all like some kind of like fever dream that they're? And with the ending, kind of like leans into that a little bit too, because yeah. like you know, without spoiling the ending, it, it, it gets pretty surreal. Yeah, to the <laughs> point where it definitely leaves you with a lot of. A lot more questions than answers. It has one of the best delivery of the word AIDS I've ever heard. Yes, yeah, uh, fucking. I did giggle at. I can't lie. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I can't lie. It is funny, but because it's just like, it's like, like, well, I know what HIV is, but you know, yeah, no, thank I'll, you for clearing that up for me. <laughs> I don't need all that spelled out. I don't think, but yeah, I don't know, man. Like this movie's like, first of all, I just like. It's hard because I feel like I'm going to say the same things over and over again about yeah, Sato. Yeah. I just love the look of his fucking movies, right? Yeah. Like they have this like overcast, dreary feel mm. to them, right? It feels like it's always on the verge of raining. Yes. And it feels kind of hot too, right? Yeah, and some of his a lot of his movies do feel like they take place like you know, almost in like the heat, like the 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 hot in the heat of summer. Yeah. And it's like it just has this dreary, overcast feel to the whole movie, where it feels very depressing, and it feels like these like lonely people kind of like discovering, or these people who have, you know, different problems, kind of like discovering one another and like <laughs> increasing yeah. each other's problems, yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead of helping each other. Which again is a very interesting trait. Like it almost like plays on like toxic relationships it does Sato plays a lot with that too yeah <laughs> in one in particular we're talking about it, it's really toxic oh boy yeah. but uh like <laughs> literally toxic <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I don't know man like this movie is just like it has just this atmosphere to it that even though like even though it was over I was like do I get it do I know what this movie's even really about 
I don't know, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, right. Yeah. I enjoy the experience of it, and I love the idea too about like like where he's talking about, you know, putting himself into the machine, hmm. almost like his his consciousness, or maybe not even his consciousness. Like he may not exist no more, but everything that is him will now exist in this file. Yeah, and it will exist forever, essentially. Yeah, it's very interesting. Very interesting. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think this movie is fucking solid. It's yeah. really fucking good. Um, I will say it is certainly confusing. Yeah. And I, I think it's done that way intentionally. Where it, yeah, I think that's, a, like I said, Sato plays with reality and time and like mm. perception of things. Yeah. A lot. Where it's like you start to question like what's real and what isn't and like where are we and who are these people mm-hmm. you know like you feel like you have a good grasp on them but then it starts to be like well now wait a minute you yeah know, like that doesn't actually make sense but it kind of does because if i think about it in this way that works kind of thing yeah and it's very possible that you know our characters are essentially living vi- like living the lives of others vicariously through themselves. Yeah, which again, like voyeurism. Yeah, voyeurism is a big thing in Sato's movies, like and whether like, literal or literal or not. And like in this one, there's a lot of use of like videotapes. Yes, like filming, like the murder is filmed. Yeah, for instance, and like that's a big aspect of this film too, where it's like you know, like with him talking about like putting himself into the computer, him like filming everything is like creating a barrier in reality right like he's not looking through his eyes he's looking through the eyes of the tape yes he wants everything cataloged so it lives forever kind of thing mm-hmm. i don't know very very interesting movie i highly recommend it yeah absolutely uh, yeah survey map of paradise lost yes uh the thing is all of these movies as far as i know it out you know at least in the sphere of outside of japan do not have any like physical releases or even like digital. It's interesting because like when you look up Survey Map of Paradise Lost and Love Minus Zero Goes Infinity, they bring up the Arts Magic uh, Shocking Pink line. Yeah, but I don't think I've ever seen those DVDs. I definitely know they exist, and people do own them, but I they're just not available anymore because I like. I'm pretty sure the ones we were able to watch were sourced from those sources, but it it is interesting because it's like... If anyone has a lead for a good price, I'm not looking to pay over $100 of a DVD of Love Minus Zero Equals Infinity, let me know. (laughs) Yeah. Because I want that. (laughs) Yeah. I, like, again, I know Salto's stuff is very, very, you know, it's pretty hard to market to a... You know, a mainly, I guess, a more mainstream audience for like you know companies like Unearth or even like. You know. I feel like now more than ever would be the time to do it, though. Yeah, like because you can directly market it to its audience. Yeah, more so than ever. You know. Yeah, absolutely, and I definitely know his like stuff, like you know, poaching by the water, aka you know. That's probably never gonna see the light. Yeah, America, probably but. not. But like Survey Map, Love Minus Zero, Muscle, Brain Sex, Hunter Sins of Touch, like a lot yeah. of this stuff, I feel like would do really well. Well, it's like I know uh, Terracotta is doing the, the the line of stuff with the director's, the director's company, yeah. Which essentially the director's company, they did a lot of Pinku stuff. They did Pinku, uh, Harlan's Valentine. Yeah, Harlan Valentine Day. Um, the which is again Harlan Valentine Day being part of that series, which it's essentially the 
I, I like to call it the blank is sex series, which mm-hmm. essentially it's like rock is sex, uh, blood is sex, and there's something else. Um, and then of course there's like Love Hotel, which is like a very like renowned like Pinku film. We don't know if that stuff even going to come out. Oh, probably time. not. We don't know. Again, it could, the director's company line may have just been those three for all we know. I hope not. Yeah, I hope not. I hope hopefully they keep doing that. But like it does seem like through like Terracotta and you know Third Window, now would be the best time to try to get a hold of that stuff if it's possible. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, only time will tell. Yep. But next up, Muscle Night, nineteen eighty nine. Muscle, muscle, <clears throat> muscle. You know who else watches Sato movies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Muscle is a, it's a weird movie. I think you can say about all of these. That's true. <laughs> but I feel like these two in particular. Well, now I guess they all three are kind of hard to fucking describe. <laughs> yeah. What the plot of these films are. I think Sato's films in general are just like that because it's just like I said. It's like this happens. This happens. This happens. You know. It's not. Yeah, like, yeah. Not like here's the overarching plot. You know. You're right. Um, so essentially, what we have here is we have uh, photographer Ryuzaki. Ryuzaki, yeah. Who uh, is a photographer for a magazine called Muscle. Yeah, which is um, a bodybuilding magazine. Yeah, bodybuilding. Yeah. Through that, he meets up with uh, pro wrestling Noah superstar Kidamiya. That's not true. That's not true, no. But I do love the fact that he shares the name of Kidamiya. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Kidamiya was even born. When this I don't know. Out, Maybe so. Probably not. I was. 89. Hey. <laughs> um, Infant John. Yeah. I was fetus when this came out. Quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Kidamiya. I was dead. Who, much like our last movie, is a bit of a sadist. Yes. Who also uh, escalates in his sadism to the point where he's tying up Ryuzaki and cutting him and torturing him. Yeah. Just being really, really cruel. Yes. Which complicates things because Ryuzaki does love, or I don't know if he loves necessarily, but has emotions for Kitamiya for sure. Um, But he increasingly cannot deal with the sadism till one day they're doing a photo shoot. <laughs> and Ryuzaki grabs a fucking uh, katana and cuts fucking Kitamiya's arm off. Yep. And goes to jail for uh, six years, I believe. Yeah. Uh, from there, he gets out of jail. And when he gets out of jail, he uh, still has an obsession for uh, Kitamiya. We don't know exactly if that is to apologize for cutting his arm off. Mm. If it's to go further to kill him, yeah, or if it's because he still has that flame within him for Kitamiya, and maybe that sadism was something he enjoyed more than he wanted to let on. Which is funny because like he has an obsession with uh, Pier Paolo Pasolini. He has an obsession with movies in general. He does, but Pasolini is a director he loves. Well, it's not even that. Pa- it's not even Pasolini. No. He likes. He definitely references Pasolini, but it's a specific yeah. movie that he's he's obsessed yes. with, which is he, the movie we've covered. <laughs> yes, he he wants to see Solo: The Hundred Twenty Days of Sodom, which is funny because it's a Marquis de Sade, Marquis you know, de Sade. adaptation. Yep, yep. there's de- definitely reasons, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like that's such an interesting aspect of the movie because it plays just as much a part of it as him trying to find Kid of Me. Like as he's yeah. finding Kid of Me, he's trying to find Solo: The Hundred Twenty Days of Sodom. Maybe there's a correlation there where it's like he's trying to find, you know, yeah torment yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like like torture kind of thing well again, physical and uh uh a representative i do like this is definitely gonna be a spoiler to the movie real fast and you can skip forward a little bit i just want to do this as a i guess this is a meme i guess but essentially like fucking like he gets the he gets solo that bastard 
he gets in, he's like, he's finally going to watch it. And this fucker comes up to him and destroys it. Well, they get in an argument. Yeah, they, they get in an <laughs> argument. But he destroys the tape. For which he beats him to fucking death. <laughs> what the fuck? Based behavior. <laughs> you come to my house and you destroy my copy, so I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. That doesn't even have to be solo. If you, you fucking destroy a movie I've been looking for, yeah. for fucking hell and ever, I'm going to be pretty fucking pissed. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so like, yeah, he's obsessed with like, like I said, it's like movies in general. Like he yeah. seems to love cinema. Like he knows everything about Paolo Pasolini. Yeah, you know. And it's funny too because like I'm pretty sure in this one they reference the fact that he was killed shortly after. But do they get into like how? Like I'm pretty sure he talked about he was murdered by a prostitute, right? Yeah. Instead of the whole like lore of like oh he died because of the movie. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like because he wants to see it because it's it was he said it screened once in Japan and was like. Uh, apprehended, yeah, 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 and like or confiscated, pretty much. So yeah. he's like he's looking for an uncut copy of Solo, just the same time as he's looking for Kitamiya. Yeah, you know, and like we we do get like these like almost like flashbacks to him, you know, ha- you know, with his like sexual encounters with him, mm-hmm. almost as like these like fantasies playing in his head, and like I do wonder how much of the fantasies are, um. You know, happening at that moment in time, like for real, like mm-hmm. actually, like if he's actually doing those things, or if this is like a flashback in time, it's definitely like a memory, right? Yeah, like him remembering his encounters with Kinemia as the film plays along. Yeah, which seemed to never be enjoyable. No, there's one point it looks like he just takes a big handful of what looks like mayonnaise and just fucking <laughs> smacks it on his fucking chest, and then cuts him. Yeah, so it's like you know you got like man. I don't know if it's actually mayonnaise, but it looked like mayonnaise to me. Might have been lotion. I I don't know. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. If I'm in a sexual encounter and someone slaps a bunch of mayonnaise on me, I'm gonna be pretty fucking mad. <laughs> God damn it, dude! Why? Like, did you what, do what the fuck? Yeah, like, come on now. Why? <laughs> why? 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 Don't where did you man- get it? Don't mayonnaise my tits. Please. Yeah. <laughs> my thing is like, where did you even get it? <laughs> where did you get this jar of mayonnaise to slap on me? You fuck. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? There's a really interesting aspect uh, in the movie too, where it's like um, he like has a theater, yeah, and he's like, you don't pay for the movie unless you enjoy it. And I'm like, that's an interesting, like another interesting comment, a uh, 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 fucking concept in the film. I can go ahead and tell you, that's a fucking law. <laughs> I pay for a lot of movies I did not enjoy. That's true, uh, but like you know, like there's a pretty ruthless rape scene in the film yeah. as well. Like, it's a fucking weird, interesting movie. Like just yeah. the way it starts, like you get this weird like stage where it's like all black and like these spotlights click on these like these bodybuilders being like, oh fuck, drop the battery again. Like, ur, 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 you know, ur. flex. But then also you start getting these guys who are like dr- like covered in completely white paint. Yeah, also flexing, just this really bizarre, surreal. Uh, fucking opening that I thought was really cool and like the ending takes place in this like abandoned theater or it seems like an abandoned yeah. theater maybe they just rented it out but it looks like an abandoned theater yeah, yeah, yeah. and like they're like coming on stage with these masks very mm. um very eyes wide shutish, yeah, and like they're doing like these dances and stuff. I don't know. It's one of the more like, even though like I would say like all of uh, Sato stuff has surreal elements to them. Yes, this is one of the more overtly surreal Sato films. Like I, I don't know if this makes a lot of sense, but to me, this movie kind of took me back. Not necessarily in like how graphic the movie I'm about to bring up in comparison to it, it is because it's definitely not on that level of like. Just gratuitous fucking shit but uh i got some like vibes of like 29 needles yeah i could see that where it's like his obsession with you know film and pasolini you know and solo in particular is almost like the the theme of you know 29 needles where he's he's obsessed with um 
you know, Albert Fish, mm-hmm. and essentially like, you or know, even like finding like the ultimate pleasure kind of thing. Yes, because like, there's an interesting aspect of the movie too that we didn't even really bring up. Is yeah. he still has Kidami's arm? Yes, in a jar. Yeah, which I guess bizarre. you could say like the quest of the film is to give his arm back. I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> it's. It's strange. Yeah. Very strange. And, like, you know, and Sato, who's a director, doesn't play a lot in um, effects. Yeah. The arm cutscene is actually done very well. Yeah, it's fucking brutal. Yeah, you get a little bit of artillery spray, which is always nice. Yeah. I love that shit. Yeah, it's always very nice to see. And, of course, you got the white, white backdrop as it happens. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's just so funny, too. Because like, you get, like, the beginning of the movie has, like, these, like, really muscly, like, yeah, guys. Yeah. And then, like, Kid Me is not very muscly. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's muscly, but he's, like, he's kind of scrawny. What's, it's kind of like, you know, uh, muscle, was it Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder from yeah, Hell? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not much of a bodybuilder, i Not I'd much say. of a bodybuilder, but, you know. It is Still, what it is. And, and like the, the, all the lead performances, which again we have Kiyomiya Ito, who yeah. is, she's always amazing. Yeah, who plays this like kind of strange, like intermediate kind of character who kind of knows yeah. them both. And then this is the first time we get Takeshi Ito. Yeah, which uh, I don't know if they're like a couple. I mm. hope they're a couple. I was gonna say maybe they're related, but then I thought about what ha- what's coming next. Oh no! And I, I really hope they're, they're a couple, or just happens to the fact that their last names are both Ito. Yeah, let's hope uh, it's hope it's not incest is Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> who you know he's fucking incredible. Yeah. Takeshi Ito is outstanding. He has such a gravelly, deep voice. Yes, and such a stark presence. Mm. Like uh, you know if you've. His most accessible film in the states, Lolita Vibrator Torture. Yeah, he is the killer in Lolita Vibrator yeah, Torture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in so many of uh, Sato's films, and every time he's on the screen, it's just like, yeah, this dude's got a presence. Both oh, of them. Oh my god. Yeah. Kiyo, uh, Kiyomiya Ito and uh, fucking Takeshi Ito. Yeah, both. Like, I'm hoping either they're a couple. Or it just so happens they have the same last name. <laughs> if so, if not, yeah, Muscle is a very fucking interesting movie. It is. Yeah. It's such a unique take on like, just like like that, like almost like, a, like not a road movie necessarily, but like, like I'm looking for this person. Yeah. Like investigation noir kind of mm-hmm. movie, but with like a super psychosexual <laughs> surreal twist to it. And again, it does have a bit of that loneliness atmosphere, which again, that Santo carries through all of his films that so we'll bring up time and time again. Mm-hmm. Once, you know, whenever we talk about his films. And you gotta love when you get some cock gnawing. Oh my fucking lord. The cognoing is horrible. I hate it. Something we didn't bring up. Um this film the sex scenes aren't too long. No. They're they're pretty I mean they're long because that's ultimately what it is about is the sex scenes. Yeah. But they're not terribly long. I would say one of my biggest issues with Survey Map is the sex scenes are a bit long in Survey Map from Paradise Lost. Yeah, they are. I would say of the three, that's the one that has the longest sex, sex scenes. Yeah. Uh which you just kinda know going into these movies that that is a part of it. Because again, it's Pinku. Yeah. And Pinku you know. films are, are supposed to be erotic films. Would you like the story to move on a little quicker? Sure. But, yeah, yeah. I still think in Sato's films, the sex scenes are important to move the story. Yes, and I think they talk about that on Show Me Something Wrong when they talk about Sato on the, well, the Dog and On episode. <laughs> where, where essentially it was like, it helps move the story There's forward. There's purpose. Yeah. Whereas, you know, apparently with Dog and On, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. <laughs> where it's like, 
you know, it halts the movie. Yeah, it put it puts the movie to a screeching fucking and, halt. And like, I didn't think the sex scenes in Survey Map halted the movie, but they are definitely a bit longer. Like, yes. I felt them more in that one. I was watching that. I was like, okay, we can kind of get going. You know? Well, it's like Red Account. Oh, Nobody that's angel. one of the worst uh, examples, honestly. Well, it's like they have there's two sex scenes that have them back to back, and I swear to God, it takes up like 20 minutes of the runtime. I like that movie, but that is a bit rough, to be honest. With yeah. You. Um. But yeah. Like muscle. Like the sex scenes are definitely like not as long. Like I was no. I immediately noted was like, oh, these are not actually like terribly long. Like they're, yeah. they're pretty pretty swift and keep moving. Which again, at <laughs> least the point. Like who is this for? Like, who's this? Yeah, who's yeah. dirt material is this? Who is all about like this lonely dude who may be searching for his ex partner for <laughs> multiple reasons? One maybe because he liked being tortured more than he thought he did. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. I don't know. It's super. It's super bizarre. Yeah, and like the the, the fucking scene where they're playing cards, mm. and he that guy just knocks her over and like rapes her. Yeah, it's, it's such a fucked up scene. It is that just uh, kind of comes out of nowhere, and like it's so startling. Like fucking uh, uh, Ryozaki is just kind of sitting there watching it happen. And you're just like, what the fuck? Again, voyeuristic. Yeah, stuff. The ending is fucking awesome. The mm. last shot of this film in particular, I won't spoil. Yeah. But, like, it's, it takes place on, like, this pier. Yeah. Such a fucking striking final image. And I'm is. a huge fan of that. Like, I love when something has, like, a great fucking final image. Yeah. I Good fucking, shit. Yeah. Muscle's great. I fucking love this movie. Yeah. yeah it's fucking amazing. Yep. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. The Salto episode has good movies. Woo! Woo! Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. Um, this last movie here. Yeah. 1994's Love Minus Zero Equals Infinity uh, is my absolute favorite Sato movie. <laughs> that you've seen so far. That's seen so far. Maybe there'll be one that comes through that, like, you know, beats this one. It's going to be hard, though. Yeah, this one is probably my favorite, too. Like, honestly, I feel like if I rewatch Rewind, it might be up there, too. Because I fucking love that one. Yeah, I need to rewatch Rewind, but I don't know, man. Love Minus Zero because Infinity has an atmosphere and a feeling mm. and a presence about it that, like, really resonated with me. Like, I remember when it was over. Like, I was watching it, and uh, I was like, that was fucking amazing. <laughs> like, yeah, I remember you messaged me, and you were like, watch it immediately. And I was like, okay. And I watched it, and I was like... Yeah, that was fucking incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it is uh honestly I would as what I've of what I've seen again. I've not seen his whole film catalog. I know that's that's it's daunting. Different. Yeah. But it, shout out Dave Jackson who did. It, I'm pretty sure he's watched almost all of it. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. yeah. If you click on a Sato movie, you will probably see Dave Jackson's name on it. Yes, it at least says watched by. Yeah. <laughs> he is a uh he's a connoisseur of Sato. He's a connoisseur of sleeves. Yes. Um but yeah, uh this is probably one of his saddest. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking like there's a lot to this movie too, man. Like, it's not just a simple, like, again, like we've been talking about, it's not a simple beginning, middle, and end. No. You know what I mean, like, there's a lot to this. So, essentially, what we have here is we have uh, Takeshi. Yeah. Played by the amazing Takeshi Ito, mm-hmm. uh, who is uh, following people. Yes. He seems at one point had something to do with working on television. Yeah. But became obsessed with just people watching, essentially. Yeah, he became obsessed with watching just people. Yeah. yeah. To the point he became what he calls an observer of uh, unidentified following objects, which essentially is people. Yes. That he just follows around and just watches what they do. Mm-hmm. Again, voyeurism as well. Yeah, you very know. much. 
and uh, one day he meets up with a young couple who are like, yeah, you can watch us, but pay. Yeah, yeah. So he kind of forms a weird, odd bond friendship with those two, who are these like radical, punky yeah, rebels, yeah. who uh, at the same time have a lot of identification with, which we find out later again, which it's like kind of becomes that like, oh, well, I thought you said you worked in TV, hmm. where Takeshi talks about like he was a teacher, and he had a student that was a lot like... Uh, the guy yeah. who killed himself by injecting himself with air. And again, you're playing with that sense of reality because when the flashback happens, it is just that guy. Yeah. So it's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, like, <Yeah. laughs> what is that? You know? But anyways, yeah, so he befriends them, but one day kind of has an episode and passes out. He is has some kind of illness. You think, is it a spoiler to say what he has? I don't think so. No, it's part of the plot. Yeah, he has, he has AIDS. <laughs> He's got AIDS. He's got AIDS. But uh, not not in a uh, in a way that's funny. Like that, like you know, <laughs> man, AIDS is never funny. What are you yeah, talking about? <laughs> I was more talking about you know uh, like cold ones when they do that. It's, yeah, yeah, it's funny. AIDS is never funny, man. Why are you trying to make fun? No, of AIDS? it's not funny. <laughs> it's not funny at all. AIDS, AIDS is horrible. <laughs> yeah, so he has AIDS, uh, and the doctor who examined him. Yeah, um, begins uh, meets up with him and is talking to him, and he's like, you know, he kind of brings up the fact it's like, well, when you were unconscious, you you kept saying you were a follower of unidentified falling objects. Mm-hmm. He's going to shut up, brother. Oops, it's a little embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a whoopsie there. <laughs> and he's like, well, I need you to follow somebody. Mm. Uh, it's in, it's this doctor who used to work with the, the doctor that examined him, who's yeah. this girl who uh, seemingly is meeting up with people, having sex with them, and then killing them and draining them of their blood. Vam- vampir- vampirism style. To extent, yeah. However, she's using a syringe, not a... Not biting, <laughs> yeah. Not like a... Let me be real with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no disrespect. Oh, <laughs> takes a chunk out of the dude, essentially. Who, uh, the girl is the doctor is played by Kiyomi Ito. Yeah, again, brilliant. Hope that they're uh, a couple and/or just happen to have the same last name because they do have sex in this movie. Yes, uh, which is an aspect of the film. Yes, because again, he's got AIDS. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so the film basically follows those two as they are kind of going on this journey of him finding out he has AIDS, her kind of going on this murder quest, the doctor mm. that hired him and why he is interested in her and what that has to play with the thing, the couple yeah. and what they're doing and like their, like, I guess, like philosophies on life and stuff mm. like that. And you kind of follow these five central characters and how they spend their final days essentially together uh this movie has one of the most like haunting and sad like like i I would almost just go on uh, go out and let me say it's disturbing like scenes that that i've personally seen and it's where takeshi he's taking his medicine for hiv and he's like here i have you know i have my medicine and then I have, you know, poison. And one's mineral water. Yeah, one's mineral water. Yeah. He has three jars. Yes. One's medicine, one's poison, one's mineral water. And essentially, he, you know, spins them around, and he's like, whatever it lands on is what I take that day. Yeah. 
So any day's my last. Yeah, it's he does that a few times. Yeah. It's such like a fucked up like. But the like the way he introduces that right mm-hmm. as like it's a normal thing in his life is so fucking bleak. Well, it's because like like you know from the get to go, his character in general is a very lonely, yeah. isolated person that seems to have a hard time connecting with people. Yeah, you know, so it's like even when he meets up with these two, like even though they do kind of form this bond together, there seems to be like a an odd aspect to it where he, it does still seem very distant mm-hmm. they see it more as just a financial thing and he kind of sees that as well i can watch these people exist yeah <laughs> you know like we don't really know why he likes to do that necessarily it's just what he does right and you know so like you know he generally doesn't seem like he has a lot of like like excitement for life already so once he like gets this like fucking daunting diagnosis he's kind of just like well you know if this kills me whatever yep um, i mean he's he essentially his whole philosophy's like i'm gonna die anyway yeah and it's just like i don't know that's stuck with me it's dark it's heavy and again, when he does it multiple times, it's just like, well, when's it going to be? And the way that plays into the ending, too. Right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. And again, like in this film, like and we've said it a thousand times, and that's one thing I was kind of concerned. Hopefully, you all have enjoyed these conversations about Sato films. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm saying a lot of the same things, and that may seem like Sato's very repetitive, but it's not because it works in all these movies. But like, Sato plays with reality. Yes. You know, like you'll see someone's reflection in a pair of sunglasses, and it's like, oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Who was that? Kind of thing. Like, and those visuals are so good. Yeah. Like, the way that plays in the ending too like how like yeah. the last shot and, and like the earlier shots like kind of match up in a way but are just slightly different yeah i think this is why like this one and rewind are two of my favorites it are the visuals mm-hmm. of these movies like this one just like the reflections of people in sunglasses like even though there's a sex scene that happens and you can and you watch a part of it through the sun you know the, the, the pair of sunglasses yeah. a lot of reflections yes which because that's playing in the vampirism thing right yeah yeah like, like a vampire doesn't have a reflection kind mm-hmm. of thing so they, they play a lot with reflections in this movie um and like when you when you start to discover the reason why uh kidomiya ito's character is like doing what she's doing that's such an interesting aspect too. Yeah. that seems almost like out of like <laughs> any other movie it would turn into like some kind of like espionage action film yeah, like yeah. the reasoning but in this one it's just a very stripped down raw take on it right and like how that affects the guy who hired uh, Takeshi's character you know and like his relationship to her like mm-hmm. all that stuff is so interesting and like I said like the couple like there's a whole interesting aspect where he's like you know when I was a teacher I had a student who was just like you you know and he played the saxophone and like we had these flashes of him the, the guy playing saxophone and it's like well, now, wait a minute. Yeah. And I think this movie plays a lot with, like, cycle. Yes. Right? Like, the circle of life almost, right? <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah. I would say, like, he, he plays with life and death itself a ton in mm-hmm. his movies. But this one in particular, it is a endless cycle of, um, like, like almost like the, the, the human psyche mm-hmm. and you know life death itself this whole thing about like injecting someone's someone you love's blood yeah to get like the ultimate trip kind of thing right yeah and it's like it's even the title love minus zero equals infinity yeah you know that's kind of what this is it's like it's gonna keep cycling it's gonna yep. keep going these the like the like representation of these sunglasses as almost its own entity hmm. is going to keep going from one to one to one forever yeah you know what I mean which I think is is a metaphor for like 
AIDS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's going to keep going and going and going and going. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I think that's a fascinating fucking take on, like, HIV. You know, especially from, like, a Japanese perspective. Because I don't even, like, it's so interesting that two of these movies deal with AIDS. Yeah. When I've never really heard of, like, like did, did Japan have a big AIDS scare, kind of like America did? I don't I'm, really know, you know? I mean, I'm sure it, they did. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's not just, you know, a disease that's exclusive to one area. It's fucking everywhere. Yeah, for sure. But, like, I never heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, what it was like. Like, was that, like, you know, like, are these weird, like, AIDS, like, propaganda yeah. films that try to, like, scare you away? from like you know like, yeah i don't think so but i'm just saying like it's a it's an interesting like look into that world yeah it, it really is and honestly if you really want to have a fucking terrible knot watch this and kids back to back <laughs> that's good yeah that's a good shout uh kids is a little different of course they they're similar in like the um way it's implemented yeah where it's kind of like an accident kind of yeah thing. yeah mm-hmm. but Ooh. like yeah i don't know and like the, i think the best like way to describe this film is dreary it's so dreary yeah and, and bleak yeah all of these movies have that same feeling but this one more so even yeah. than the others and it's so quiet Oh yeah, that's another thing. Like, there's too. not a lot of music. There's not a ton of dialogue. Like there's no. there, there's a lot of people. People talk. Yeah, but like there's a lot of moments that just silent. Yeah, where where things just happen. Yeah, yeah. This movie is like, I'd say if close to a masterpiece, if not a masterpiece in into itself. And again, there's a lot of stuff from Salto I need to watch. Oh yeah. I know there's stuff that people say is better than this. There's stuff that you know. That you know surpasses a lot of the stuff, and again, this is just like my personal favorite too. Yeah, I'm not sitting here telling you this is the best Sato film ever made. Yeah, some people might watch his other stuff and be like, "Oh, that's dog shit." Like I've seen people give this one lower ratings than other ones. Yeah, but for some reason, when I watch this one, it just really connected to me. Yeah, absolutely. Like it, it just worked in a way that like I was like, "This is the kind of movie I like." You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like when we talked about like all not long too, mm. like that feeling, right? That yeah. heavy feeling. Like this movie gives me that. Like even though I, it's, it's not like it's the most disturbing film ever made or no. You know, it, 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 if anything, there's a lot of like romance elements to it. Yeah, romance in a very morbid way, <laughs> very dark. Yeah, very very uh, bleak way. Mm-hmm. But but still, it's there, right? Like, yeah, there's a lot of talk of like emotions and like how you feel about somebody and like you know the connection these two people have together because of this unfortunate thing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I fucking I adore this movie and I wish it had a an American Blu-ray. Well, apparently it had an American DVD. It did. Which again, I don't want to spend a fuck ton on it, but yeah. if you can give me a lead on finding the DVD of Love Minus Zero Equals Infinity, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, also, one thing I want to bring up before we end, because it feels like we're wrapping up Love yeah, Minus yeah, Zero Equals yeah. Infinity, is the ending, without yeah. spoiling anything, I think is incredible. Yeah, it's... And, like, the way it plays with everything, because, like, you know, at one point, let's just say someone says they want to be killed by a vampire. Well, <laughs> you know. Well, you know. And then the, the the medicine bottle incorporation, and then the injection, the blood incorporated, and, like, that final shot with the glasses where it should be, you know, a certain person, but it's actually someone else. Mm-hmm. All that shit, I think, is just so fucking well done and just so brilliant and just creative and interesting in that last visual 
Oh, chef's kiss. It's so I'm a sucker for final visuals. Yeah, me too. I love ending on a, like, not even necessarily a moment. Like, a good ending moment, of course, is great. Hmm. But, like, a final visual that just, like, leaves you lingering in that moment is amazing. Oh, yeah. Love that. Yeah. Love Minus Zero does that in spades. And it's like, like, we, we again, early on last, well, not earlier on, but not, we, we covered, you know, Argento, right? Yeah. Argento is a master of visuals. Oh, yeah. And I think it'd be giving Sato a discredit not to mention him as one of the masters of, like, uh, visuals and horror. He's great, man. It's so interesting that this guy who, like, <laughs> who like was predominantly in this realm of Japanese erotica yeah. is one of the best directors ever, but he really is. He, yeah. Like... His stuff is so like if you look like you can dislike it and that's fine. Yeah, it's absolutely. That's fine. your personal opinion, whatever. But to look at Sato's work and not objectively say that he is a talented filmmaker, you are lying. Yes. <laughs> and there are people who I've seen who dev reviews who act like Sato isn't a great director and they're just completely off base. <laughs> yep. Like I, I said, you can dislike it. That's fine. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is definitely not for everybody. Ultimately it is erotica. Yeah. If and you can't get over that and that bothers you and having some lengthy sex scenes is gonna disrupt a film mm. for you, then you're not gonna like this and that's okay. I get yeah. that. But I don't know. I can look past the fact that this is like Pinku cinema and see that it's fucking brilliant movies, which I think that there's a lot of great like yeah. Pinku cinema and a lot of fucking amazing like, you know, seventies porn. Yeah. Or fucking Nakatsu Roman pornos. Like, just because it is a specific top doesn't discredit its quality. That's another thing that I have just, you know, personally discovered while doing the show is it's like just because it's labeled as porn or erotica does not mean it's just fucking nothing. Yeah. It's like Memories Within Miss Aggie that we covered, you know, a while back. That's a fucking amazing movie. It's so fucking good. And again, it's like I've. You know, I've kind of like went down this like almost like personal journey of watching like more erotic films to mm. try to find like it, that's kind of led to my exploration of Jess Franco, even though his stuff I would not describe always as softcore. No, no, but it's definitely erotic. It's definitely erotic. He yeah. plays an erotic horror mostly, I would say. Yeah, he he would Him find and like Gene Rollin. Yeah, they would find like the most like you know attractive actresses they could mm. to be in the Sex movies. Plays a big role oh, in their yeah. films. You know, I don't know. Like, I just, like, I, I don't know. I, I ain't gonna call nobody out or nothing like that. that, that no, fucking, don't do that. Yeah. But, like, I, I don't know. I just see certain reviews on Sato stuff, and it's just like, oh. Yeah. You know, oh, I keep watching, waiting for something good, and it's just like, well, you're just not seeing the right thing. Yeah, you're, you're not, not watching. watching with the right eye. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're not. Because you are watching quality. Yes. It's just not, maybe not your cup of tea, which is understandable. Exactly. But at the same time, I feel like you gotta give the guy credit for what he does. Yeah, and I, I do think, you know. That's why I say, base Mr. Parker for having him in the top 50. And oh, I think yeah. Dave Jackson said he was his favorite director. Yeah, and they met recently, which, which was they, fucking awesome. Fucking awesome, yeah. Which I see that. You know, even though Takashi Miki is my favorite director, Sato is up there now. Yeah. He's definitely my top. I, if, if I made top 50 directors, he's, he's definitely Yeah, in he's there. definitely in there. He's, he's fucking incredible. And I, like, before we, you know, call it... <laughs> I, I will say, like, it's funny, me and, you know, Spooky were having a conversation last, actually last night about, like, filmmakers, and, like, especially Jess Franco and Jean Rolling, but I think Sato is very interesting to bring up in that conversation, where it's like, those three are three of the most underappreciated directors in cinema. 
And they all three seem like they're starting to get like their like their flowers their, all yeah. of a sudden. Like yeah. even though Sato's not getting the releases that like Roland and Franco is. I think it's just the rights thing though. Yeah, but like I, I feel like I see Sato getting brought up a lot. Yes. Like I kind of commented like you know show me something wrong, commented on our post which was like me. Yeah, it's like ah, growing out a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know, it's really cool to see that Sato is starting to get the credit he deserves. Yeah. You know, and. It, it's it's interesting because all three specialize in very you know of erotic nature yeah. films, and now you see you know especially with Eugene Rolin these like big indicator box sets with booklets about his like his filmography. You're seeing Severin do these big ass sets of Franco, you know yeah yeah and it's so cool to see because like again like even though I am very new to the, the work of these guys, their films are legitimately amazing. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's like of course there's going to be some stinkers. In well, there. Yeah, when you make as many movies as these guys do you're gonna make bad yes yeah. it's like just because they make a lot does not mean all that is shit it's just so interesting too because like you know it was forever for a long time sato's films were like you know designed for these theaters for people yeah. to like jerk off or get jerked off or get blown at. yeah and now like people like us and show me something wrong and ryan and uh fucking uh ryan jackson yeah ryan with, jackson uh, the mass podcast yeah you know are, are like now starting to like or quality bond cinema too mm-hmm. you know are starting to like talk more about this guy and like well, even like herschel too yeah herschel exactly yeah. uh and spooky yeah you know we're all starting to qual- talk about this guy in a more like 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 cinematic yeah, light. light. Yeah, we're we're talking about how good his movies are, and I think that's really fucking cool. Because like I said, like I don't think Zato probably got that for a long time. Yeah. Although it does seem like he in Japan he's starting to get that too, because it seems like they're doing screenings of his work, yeah. you know, and stuff. And that's sick. I, I'm glad this. Like I said, this dude whose films were like forever just kind of dumped into Pinku cinemas. Yeah, you know, maybe they were fucking successes. I'm sure they were. You know, oh what I mean? yeah. Like, but we know Dog and Aunt was Dog and Aunt was a fucking <laughs> box office hit. Apparently, but, uh, yeah, the way Avengers. <laughs> yeah, look, look out, Avengers! Here comes Dog and Aunt. Here comes fucking beast. Yeah, <laughs> it's just really cool to like like i'm like i don't want to take credit for that because like we're just jumping on the bandwagon in a lot oh of ways. yeah like if it wasn't for mr parker if it wasn't for dave jackson if it yeah. wasn't for herschel you know i would not have delved into yeah this sato uh fucking deep dive i've done yeah almost rabbit hole yeah which, which i fucking have enjoyed immensely and have enjoyed everything i've seen yeah it, you know the guy i credit the most for my own personal exploration is 100 mr parker mr parker for sure because him talking about like get your pervert card get your per- yeah get your pervert card and almost always it was Sato yeah always and he would always give it a positive review and I'm like I need to check out the Sato guy's yeah. work <laughs> and he would and again I remember when we were planning out the episode he was like man there's so many movies we can you know choose from and I almost kind of feel bad in retrospect because we went with you know his more popular titles we went with his biggest title his most accessible title and kind of a deep cut yeah with rewind yeah so and but I mean I feel like if you're doing Sato the first episode has to have splatter naked blood in it it does and I'm like and I've seen people who like have like you know oh in retrospect so splatter naked blood nah splatter naked blood's a fucking slapper it's amazing I love that movie what like something I will say though like it does not reflect no it does not feel like a Sato movie almost at all like it does have pinku elements it is but it's a splatter film it is straight up a gore film which when does when does splatter come out uh it came out in the 90s I'm pretty sure yeah it feels like it came out in a time period where there was a lot of like yeah like Japanese splatter was kind of taken off what's very interesting because splatter naked blood and there's a movie called naked blood from uh china 
Yeah. That I is I don't think it's Hong Kong. I think it's just China. But which is Splatter Naked Blood is a remake of his own movie. Yeah. Ninety six. So yeah, it's yeah. later. You know, Pinku was getting overtaken by JV. Yeah. You know, we're starting to hit that era and like you know Japanese horror like because you got shit like you know kicking off there. Oh so, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, it's a weird time period because like not too long you're gonna hit J uh, J horror hard. Yes. You know, not too many years later you're getting J horror. God, I, I do have a curiosity of like J horror crossing over with Pinku. Pinku, I'm sure it's been half sure. Oh, yeah. you ram. No, I'm kidding. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, I've got them. If you Which want, I want to watch. do, I, I want to do a J horror episode. Oh, Maybe yeah, not that yeah. shit's like super popular and super mainstream. But we cover like more of the obscure mm-hmm. title. I know, but I want to do Ring and Ju on. <laughs> True. <laughs> but if like you can do individual episodes on each of those series. Is... Mm-hmm. True. I want to cover fucking uh, Nori though. Nori, yeah. Nori is so. I want to do that director. Yes. Yeah. Um, His name's slipping my mind right now, but yeah. Oh, uh, fucking. What is his name? Forever, I did not like use the benefit of having a computer literally right in front of me. Well, you know, uh, Koji Shiraishi. Yeah, Koji Shiraishi. Yeah, yeah. I definitely want to cover his shit. Yeah, Sato, fucking amazing. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, go seek these movies out. Yeah, and uh, go listen to the Soft Skin episode to hear some some different kind of Sato movie. Yes, you know? it's uh, one of those movies that's not necessarily Pinku. No, not really at all. Uh, again, I have not seen Soft Skin. I need to watch it's it. Good, it's really good. I'll probably listen to that episode and go right into watching it. Yeah, so. it's very good. But yeah, do we want to talk about what's next? We're gonna hold off till we get that scheduled. Uh, it's pretty much scheduled. It's just uh, I know that the guy we're having on for that episode, he starts school back soon. Yeah, because you know he's you know. So do we want to hold off or do we want to just go ahead and announce it? I, let's let's say this like. If we come back with something else, don't be surprised. Yeah. But if we come back, we're going to have a guest on. Yes. And it'll be awesome. Yeah. And uh, you want to go ahead and announce it? No, nah, we can wait. Okay. Yeah. Make them wait for it. Yeah. I'm going to tease you a little bit. Something I can announce, though, and I can reach right over here and pick it up. Yes. Uh, it's not available for orders just yet because we are awaiting. We Okay. What, what I want to say is we are talking about doing a, a um, mild symptoms about this in particular yeah yeah, yeah yeah before the release happens yeah for sure but i will pretty much guarantee unless something goes horribly wrong yeah which knowing how this has gone it could it could but i am currently holding physical you can hear me open it hang on you can hear me close it uh, the release of Short Shits. Yes. The short film compilation of me with the amazing fucking front and oh back cover. God. Which in this orange case looks sexy as all hell. It, oh my God. By the mighty Psychonaut. And I've got my copy sitting on the shelf right there and it looks so fucking good. It does show. look great. And that, again, that's not just us like, oh man. No, they look a fucking myself. Am- yeah, they look fucking amazing. We're just awaiting the bonus disc. That's it. Yeah. And we like, have. It just gets slid in the case and then it'll be ready to be ordered. Um, so look for a end of January uh, release date. Yeah. So it's coming. It's either end of January, maybe early February. Maybe. Depends on how long it takes to get our discs in. Yeah, we have the first disc here. There's two discs going to be in this thing yeah which i can break it down real quick we'll break it down real quick but we will go more in depth Detail, later. Yeah. we'll talk about the hell we went through to put this fucking release game why it Ooh, took so damn long fuck um it's gonna be two discs featuring short films by me disc one is all the short films that i 
directed and or co-directed. Yeah. Uh, which is how many do we say? 11? Oh, it's like 11, yeah. 11, 12, something like that. All with, You can watch them with introductions by me or you can watch them uh, just the shorts themselves. Yeah, you can watch them separately as well, yeah. This too, I believe, features six to seven more short films that I worked on but did not direct. Yeah, and including a Frack Grave episode. Yeah, including a Frack Grave episode, which I did some... Uh, you did, you did. You helped on, yes. Yeah, I helped on it. I did yeah. some, like, uh, producing shit. Oh, yeah, you... Script supervising yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> editing. I did a little bit of editing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, including two that have never really been available. Yes. That I worked on, which is a really cool short film about a meth head. Yeah. And a really cool documentary about uh, local wrestling. Yeah. Uh, and there's gonna be a little insert that gives everything with it, yeah. As well as well as the of course the extra disc and 100 percent of the proceeds, other than what we're going to cover for shipping, yeah, will go to the MS Foundation or the MS Society. I can't remember exactly which one it is. Yeah, but it, it, it you know it's the biggest MS uh, charity there is. Yeah, well, without like you know getting really heavy and whatnot, this is something that's very personal to you. Too. Yeah, and we'll talk all about that yeah. when we do the Miles Yes, episode, yeah, and while we're doing all this, yeah, yeah. So it's coming. It is coming. I'm sitting here looking at it, and it's a, it's a beaut. I'm I'm very proud of this. Like I can't guarantee the quality of what's on here, <laughs> but I can guarantee the quality of the wrapping. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, you're gonna be fucking stoked. I almost posted a picture about it the other day, mm. and I held out. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Psychonaut is the fucking goat. Absolutely goaded with the sauce. And that's like I fucking adore the way it looks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, super exciting things coming for the for the new year. Even though we're a couple of days in. Yeah. Um, I know we're definitely got a lot, a lot of episodes planned out. Yeah, and uh, Wednesday. From the time you're listening to this, yeah, once you're posting this on a Sunday, yes, uh, you will be hearing a really cool conversation with uh, Cult Collectibles about all a lot of stuff he's been up to. Yeah, you know, reintroducing to because it's been a long time since we had him on the show. I was during close to when we came back. Yeah, um, but yeah, we have an interview with him lined up. Um, we have some guest spots planned out for the for the year, including some people that have never been on the show. Yep, one that's fucking well, well, two. That are fucking huge. Yeah. Um. Hopefully it goes according to plan. Yeah. You know me doing guest episodes. It's, it gets a bit shaky. Yeah. It does. With my schedule. Yeah. With my schedule is way more fucked than most people's. That and Tom. Tom changes can be a little yeah. daunting to deal with. And of course, like again, I don't talk about Fry Cray very much on the show. You know, I probably should, should because it, it is. Yeah. And I will say it's good. You know. Thank you. I am. I have a you know I have the just the albums video out right now and I am currently working on a new video as we speak. It should be done hopefully by the end of the month, and if not early February. <laughs> and I'm planning on uploading way more consistently. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Uh, as far as shit I'm working on, I've got something that I've started filming on. Not yes. very deep yet. Yeah, but has started and it may lead to something pretty cool and it may not. And we'll find out. Yeah. If not, there's going to be cool things that come from it. Yeah. 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 Uh, So, uh, yeah. That's about it for me. That's about it for you. Yeah. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to Show Me Something Wrong. Joe, go follow their Instagram page. Yes. They are. We've had them both on the show. Great. Separately to talk about, you know, know, their their own film careers. Mm -hmm. Which they're... The Cat Sick Blues. And, oh my uh, God! Uh, and uh, Sound of Summer, both fucking amazing, amazing fucking movies that you need to go fucking. 
I said fucking a lot. Fucking. Uh, fucking. Uh, you can go fucking. Uh, yeah, fucking you, buy and watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to go get those and watch them uh, because they're amazing. And shout out whoever way we always do. Psychonaut, Herschel, Sp- Shock and Schlock, Banana Box, Spooky Celluloid. Go yeah. follow him on all platforms. Go subscribe to his Patreon. Yes, he's got a Patreon loaded up with a video that is YouTube would not allow him to upload because yeah. of copyright. Yeah, Lady Terminator. Yeah, shout out to that company for being a dick. I got bricked up. Oh, not Mondo Macabro though. No, 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 not Mondo. The actual studio. Yeah, the actual yeah. studio. Uh, fucking show me something wrong. Quality violent cinema. Yeah, severed cinema. Of course, the fucking yes. Bible. I have an article out for severed that dropped uh, at the end of last month about yeah, Polgasari. Polgasari, go read that. I I'm very proud of that. Go read everything severed cinema. It's fucking yes, absolutely. Chris is the man. He's got a new uh, segment started up on severed for mini short stories that are really fucking cool. Yes, and uh, one that had a little bit of o- overlap with uh, with fright crave that was. Pretty Pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because uh, Chris, Chris had no idea we were talking about it. it was fun. Um, yeah, shout out to you know Ryan Jackson with the uh, with the MAS podcast. Great fucking shit. Love that shit. Want to have him on soon? Yes, rather than later. Yeah, we're gonna have him on our show, of course. And again, all the people out there. Yeah. You always say support the underground. Yeah. Find someone we follow and follow them and then follow them. And something I, w- I want to say before we wrap it up is, um, you know, our community is a very small niche community. Yes. So let's try better with the new year to be nice to one another. Yep. Okay. And because the more people we have here and the friendly we are to, you know, people who come, who come into this community, the better. Yep. And, uh, there's no sense of being a dick. Nope. Assholes will weed themselves out. You ain't got to yep. worry about it. Exactly. But yeah. Yeah. Love y'all. Support the underground. Yeah. We sick on cinema 2024. Yeah. Underground cinema 2024. There's a lot of crazy shit going to happen. Oh, yeah. Already happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of amazing announcements that I'm so stoked for. Yep. So, yeah. I guess that's it. Yeah. I'm John. And I'm Matt. And you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. Sick Sick on cinema. 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 And, uh, yeah. Once again, from the bottom of my heart, I just would like to say that I apologize to Stephen Grishchuk of Box Creek Films. Yeah. For making a comparison that I wasn't actually trying to make. Mm. I was just trying to tell a joke. Yeah. As a segue. And that did not work, mm-hmm. so I apologize, mm-hmm. and uh, I will look to do better <laughs> going forward. Yeah. Bubba boy. <laughs>